We are live. Choo, choo, motherfuckers. Welcome to 2024, y'all. That's right. This is the first episode. Crazy to say this is the first episode. Episode 99, in fact. This could have been number 100, but Mav screwed it up last week. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But no, here we are. Episode 99. PM the PM Pong and Mav in the PM on another Thursday night. Today is already January the 11th. Uh, 2024 so thank you all for joining us we missed you last week that's for damn sure uh i know i was missing you on thursday night uh but man things get crazy and that's what happens but man right out the gates before we get at anything chat let me tell you all something y'all are amazing in here right now but one man decided to buy 10 early tickets to the hype train that's right 2024 coming in because bold alpha wolfpack says oh we're not going to start the show like just a plain Jane old start. Just boring, man. No, 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 no. This is 2024. Bold Alpha said, I'm going to make this special. I'm going to buy 10 tickets for people. That's right. Bold Alpha will pack with the 10 bomb. That's right. Bold Alpha will pack with the 10. The easy dunk down the lane. That's right. He's showing everybody how it's done here. So he comes in with 10 ticket to the hype train already hitting a mock 2.5 with that 10 bomb shoveling coal you know how we do this here that's right bold alpha wolfback we appreciate you for trying to help your goal for this channel so we can keep it ad free in 2024 that's right and don't forget everybody the fun speculation network goal for january is 3000 i do wow. believe if memory serves me correctly we are now down to like I think it's 2,952, 2,952. I think that's where we're at for the month of January. Big goals for big people. That's what this is about here on the Fun Speculation Network. Thank you, Bold Alpha Wolfpack, for that start, y'all. I love y'all. Again, never expected, always appreciated. We love you. We love you. Um, grumpy, uh, it's grumpy. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> grumpy my God. Grump. Grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> what up, grumpy? You're, you're not, you're not grumpy. You're going to be grumpy from Grump. now on. Grump. Grumpy show, man. He came on in here and he said, you know what, bold alpha, you keep one of those tickets for somebody else. Cause I'm going to buy my own to this hype train. I saw the mic mock 2.5 and I'm going to help out add some more cars, pong and map because I'm getting on board. That's right. He bought a single ticket to the hype train comes in with a nice easy single that's what we're gonna do here thank you grumpy we appreciate you uh all right choo choo <laughs> motherfuckers choo choo uh so yes thursday night p.m the p.m we are starting out hot we are obviously energized mav and i are back at it again again we missed you all last week so we got a little bit extra pent up Mav's getting clipped out here in the community i don't know what's <laughs> happening to start the 2024 but things are getting crazy we things are getting just absolutely insane. More and more people decided 2024. Oh, you thought I was stupid in 2023. I'm going to be even more stupid in 2024. Y'all are a bunch of one dimensional people. Okay. Once you, you, you got to break out, at least get the 2d. If you can't make 3d, at least get the 2d. But no, you guys are a straight line. You're a B people out here. One dimensional community. A lot of people in this community showing their true colors, even to start 2024. It's amazing. So let's get to my host who got clipped this week, who's trying to get famous by making bold, radical statements on Xbox. Like Xbox is working on more projects than anybody else right now. 
My God, man, what I, were you thinking? I, it's the just one my, the only. my delusion. That's it. It's just my it, Obviously, my you're delusion. delusional. <laughs> obviously, the one and only Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav. That's right. The CEO of Fun Speculation Network, co-CEO with the beautiful Miss Caitlin, who did an amazing job, Caitlin, by the way, on, wink, wink, on the thumbnail. Amazing. Exactly what I thought of when I sent the title. You always do it up, and thank you for sharing it out as well. So, yes, Mav, let's get to you, brother. How you been, man? It's been a couple weeks since we had one of these shows, but I did get to talk to you last week, so that was cool. But uh, yeah. you've been causing a stir. You've been stirring the pot out here, making these crazy, wild accusations that xbox now has more studios than anybody so that means they're making more content than anybody i don't i mean i don't know where you get your math man i well i mean second grade math i mean one plus one equals three i don't know how you got a two out of this shit but you know you did what's going yeah. on brother how you yeah been? man it's, it's been good I, I actually like getting clipped it's fun i uh you know i said some stuff on xbox factor podcast and somebody that's known for clipping our favorite person that we like to uh make fun of a lot with the whole choo choo motherfucker situation uh that person decided that i was delusional as well but you know what it backfired <laughs> in your face motherfucker because look at your comments everybody thought you were the sucker everybody thought you were the fool you showed your true colors and it is what it is i don't care i loved it because it let a lot of other people that don't give it a chance to see me talk actually see the, 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 some of the stuff and a lot of people i didn't recognize were saying hey this guy's actually uh got some some things to say it was pretty cool so thanks for the attention yeah love it man and, and hopefully uh some of those guys uh watch our shows right that it'd be amazing to see but yeah um dude it's been uh this is our first pm in the pm of 2024 um and it i did kind of like take a little bit of a break. I had, we had lots of stuff going on with the holidays and it's kind of just like exhausted and stuff and different things going on. I was like, Hey, this is like last week, like no shows. So we had the longest run since the, in the history of this channel without a podcast. That and is true. It was only a, a, a little over a week, <laughs> but it felt like three months, dude. It really did. Yeah. So, it's crazy, but it's good to uh, be back. It's good to catch up with you and everybody. Um, as far as gaming goes, I've been actually playing a lot of Fortnite, kind of like our holiday game. I always go nice. to back to Fortnite during the holidays for some reason. Uh, kind of been playing that off and on. been playing some Vampire Survivors, um, actually on the Switch. Uh, I've been playing the Switch a little bit more uh, for sure. some of those kind of games in bed at night and stuff. Uh, so, And then... Um, Man, I've been I got re really weirdly hooked back into GT seven for a few days. Yeah. Like I was like really sucked Nothing in. Wrong with that. Yeah. Way to go. Like trying to finish off the menus and all that stuff with the game and get all the cars and stuff. And I made some great progress there and uh things I'm really appreciating about about it. Um and uh yeah, and Forza I've been playing some of that too and loving it. But like, man, it's been been a great uh great wind down time to just sit back play some games um and en enjoy the enjoy the season so but things are getting full steam ahead now you know 2024 yeah. is is here work is back you know the real life stuff is uh, is always happening and uh excited for it and this week we got the first big gaming news of the year as well which is fitting because yes. this is going to be perfect for a 100th episode pong 
It is. For it PM is. and the PM. It's going to be amazing. Our 100th episode, we're going to get to dissect everything we learned about the Developer Direct uh, from Xbox next Thursday. Uh, we'll be doing a co-stream early in the day. You won't be able to be there because you'll be at work, but uh, I'm yes. sure some other fun speculation fam will be there uh, during the day when we do our Xbox Developer Direct co-stream. But then I get to hang out with you on a regularly scheduled time or whenever we end up yes. doing the show that night. And... Uh, breaking everything down that we saw and will there be surprises what will there be how will indiana jones look and all this stuff man there's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun um and i I can't wait for that dude but uh besides that how have you been busy 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 it's getting old saying that but this is uh real life so that's where it's at um yeah i've been uh ultra busy uh they cut our office hours uh down so that changes my entire schedule yet again so uh i'm having to adjust to that uh trying to get my bedtime back to about oh 10 o'clock or so because i'm gonna have to be at work at eight uh most days so this is gonna be not a fun time but maybe in the end it's good so from that standpoint it's been busy but that means less gaming time at night during the week especially Mm -hmm. uh but i've still been rocking out uh i've been you know getting time in uh with both saints row still and vampire survivors i'm back addicted to vampire survivors i can't help it everybody i know it's 2024 you guys are hoping i'm going to come on here and talk some exciting new stuff i'm not talking anything exciting new stuff well i got one i could talk about a little bit because i'm still having a great time with it too but uh yeah vampire survivors i just have such a blast it's such a great game um and all the new characters all the new powers the dlc which i hadn't bought until uh you know this year 2024 i still haven't gotten um, that yet it's great oh bro it's great the new characters and the new weapons are freaking amazing yeah. some of the combinations uh along with the arcana the cards you know that yeah. you can uh select um absolutely incredible some some of the stuff that i've had going on in the screen by the end of the round like it's it's so so good uh shout out to Ponicle again uh for what uh he and uh you know his small team did uh because they did they created something special so uh did that also i should mention something that's a little bit more current that's that more and more people are finding out about i i saw that i think um Digital Foundry just did a video on it today, too, uh, or in the past couple days, uh, is the finals. Steel and I played the finals last weekend, too. Again, Saturday night, we spent, uh, we rocked out for about uh, four hours on the finals, got three dubs in a row in tournament play, uh, which was amazing because nice. it was just two of us, and we were getting lucky with our randos early on, at least. Later on, we didn't get so lucky with the randos, and thing got a little went a little sideways but we did get three row three in a win uh three wins in a row tournament style that game man as frustrating as it can be if you're not in a good group or if you have a bad rando or if you just get into some sweaty groups again i gotta say embark and their experience at a large portion of embark being x dice devs it really just shines through every single match in an, in that game in entirety. It, it's not a complex game by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a game we've never seen before. Obviously, the levolution, the old school battlefield levolution that's that they brought over to the finals is a little bit different for you know this type of shooter, extraction shooter, whatever you want to call it at the end of the day. Um, but it is just We've seen a lot of studios break out 
when some of the some teams will you know some people will leave from some of the high end teams and we'll see them start their own studios. Not every single one, no matter how experienced, no matter how great they've made games in the past, is a guarantee. But with Embark, this being like the smaller game next to Arc Raiders, which they're still developing, which we're hoping to see more of this year. The fact that this was kind of like a side project for them and obviously a funding project because, you know, it's a game as a service. It That's what it is. It's free to play. It's monetized to hell. But for them to come out with this and this game be this polished after the alphas and the betas that they had uh, and the early access is shows that this team knows what they're, they're doing. And they've been working together now for about, uh, I think it's what embarks about six years old now, I think at this point. They've been working together for a long time and it, it just, it really, the finals is a special game. It really mm -hmm. is. Again, it's not complex. It's not, it doesn't have the most variety when it comes to levels. It's got enough variety to keep it fresh, but it's, it's certainly, they can expand upon this obviously. Um, but the overall experience in the finals, the balance between the weapons and how they balanced out the maps that is all old school battlefield and and steel just posted another clip today from him playing the moment to moment that we talk about in battlefield map where you change the the you change the entire composition of the map yeah or you from moment to moment when you pull off that cut clutch play that changes the round how many even when you me and and steel were playing too and i know you and steel played a little bit a few weeks ago too um when i wasn't around you can pull out some clutch plays where you go from last place to first place mm -hmm. in the final seconds. That feeling is hard to duplicate, duplicate, and very few games give you that. It reminds me of the old rush in Bad Company 2, the old gold rush. Mm -hmm. It's it just so damn good, man. If you haven't downloaded the finals, if you have any interest in a first-person um shooter like that go download the finals yeah. and check it out for yourself it is that good it's, so, it's uh, cool to see it. like a, a free-to-play like first-person shooter come out that's not like based on battle royale and like Correct. and do yes. well and have their own yes. idea right it shows that it's not over saturated if you have a great idea and you have great gameplay um and fun moments and stuff you can still do well and this is from a brand new studio right so yep. Uh, but yeah, they did great. And I, th I think just today came out that there's like a big update that hit yes. where they're actually uh, doing some stuff with the aiming and stuff like that. Correct. So um, right. they're supporting it well. And I think that game's got a bright future because like when, the, when they got the core down, right? Yes. And just think about yep. what kind of modes they could potentially add to it later on, what kind of different things they could do. I think the sky's the limit for that team in, in that game. And th there's going to be a studio now that yes. you're gonna hear a lot about in the future especially if arc raiders hits because right. i mean to, to have a, a potential studio that actually will have two big successful new ips right like that gate. yeah that's like mm -hmm. that's that's i don't even know if it's been done before like within that yeah. short time frame no like that no. so um man it's 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 cool to see dude i, I agree i do love the game i think it's uh i think it's a blast i, I think they got all the core elements uh on the money uh, but my yep. favorite thing when you're talking about the maps and the destruction thing, yes. I, I, my favorite thing actually is like each of the maps they have, which is not a ton of maps, right? But like they no. have, they each have no. like different scenarios that happen. Like right. when they map loads in, so you'll like have a nighttime version of it 
or like you'll yep. have like a sandstorm version of Vegas yep, or whatever. It changes everything. Yeah, yep, it changes and like in that, it changes the, the level design on it too. Like, it, which is really cool. Like, you'll have sand and buildings and stuff, and like really cool, unique ideas that you haven't seen executed before, right? So, yeah. um, props to them for doing what they do, and uh, yep. can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, it creates a sandbox atmosphere too within the game itself because you can yeah. you, the strategy changes from moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you the the way that you can clutch something if the team's got a great defense around, um, you know the vault. Uh, you know you can bring down the vault level by level by mm -hmm. blowing out the levels below, and that changes everything. Like different strategies. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just phenomenal, man. It it really is. Um, like I said, it can be frustrating because you can get steamrolled hard by some good teams. I mean, it, it's 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 competitive. It's it's one of those uh, definitely skill based games. But man. Um, I, I just love it. I just I, I love going back to it. So uh, that's my most up to date update up to date game that I've been playing. We've got some new games dropping this month and early next month that I will be definitely getting into, uh, like Tekken Eight. Um, you know that uh, I definitely have more to say. It'll be one of the first fighters I bought day one in decades, probably since wow. Soul Calibur. So day one purchase, right? Day one purchase, probably going back to Soul Calibur. Four or three day one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I'm going to have a lot to say about Tekken 8 because I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, that's all I've been doing, man. Um, just rocking and rolling. I hope you all out there in the chat have been having an awesome time. There's lots of games to play. Obviously, I could be talking about a lot of different stuff. I, I'm going to eventually be hopping back into Starfield again. You'll be hearing some more Starfield talk because that hasn't gotten erased off the hard drive. It's not going to ever. Uh, it'll be there for me forever. Um, but uh, I hope you're all enjoying some gaming right now because, man, is there a lot. And this year is already starting off hot. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here as well with a smaller game that seemingly is blowing a lot of people away. I've seen some incredible comments from people. So... Um, but with that, Matt, before we jump in to the main show, we got to shout out this incredible chat who is here uh, tonight, already rocking out with us. We've already got over 100 in chat. Thank you all for being here after a week off. Brand new year. So let's get this going. We got Oscar, Emilio, A. Gonzalez. I love when he comes in here because that's the full name. freaking name, man. Oscar, what's going on, man? Great to see you. C. Money, what is going on? Shout out to C. Money and Doodle for doing this thing making lots of well i shouldn't say making stirring a lot of the community up you guys do a freaking awesome job over there see money great to see you as well say hi to doodle if she's not already in here who else we got in here we got we got grumble grumble in the house we've got ninja squirrel 30 in here what's going on Ninja squirrel we got lewis jose of course dropping on in here as always we got why so serious in the house what's going on why so serious we got the one and only void rat in here we've got the amazing web dave in the house dave brother great to see you thank you for dropping in here we've got the man who started us off with an easy 10 dunk tonight the one the only bold alpha wolf pack 
what's in the house is going on bold alpha we got ghost fixture in here we got thatch what's going on we got decano in the house is going on decano we got the actually one lore master jasper in the house is going on lore uh we got Tarquin Byrne in the house. I hope I said your name properly. If I didn't, I do apologize. I do try my best, but great to see you. Thank you for dropping in here and saying hi. Thank you for joining the show. We got the one and only, the man who swings the biggest stick in the house. Every <laughs> chat that he drops into, that's right. We got the boss mod, Lethal Papa on in here. What's going on, boss mod? Great to see you, brother, as always, man. Dark Zone 2525. What's going on, Dark Zone? Great to have you a part of the show. We got It's Timmy. It's Timmy's in here. What's going on, It's Timmy? Uh, we got the brother from another three bit in the house who was on set. He's making who knows what kind of commercials. He might be making the next big movie that you're going to see drop. He's dropping partially created videos that he's been promising for months three bits all over the place shout out to three bit what's going on three bit uh ajh is in the house what's going on ajh great to see you as always we got sin in here what's going on sin always great to have you a part of the show we got the one and only black car day in the house what's going on black great to see you brother um who else we got in here tonight we got jason max of course is in here saying hi what's going on he said i got all 24 powers in starfield shout out to you jason max i haven't even touched the main story yet at all 350 hours in but shout out to all of you rocking ng plus 35 24 powers gods amongst men at this point uh, uh in starfield congratulations uh it sounds like a blast and i've seen tons of cool videos nathan hardman is here what's going on nathan sitting at work great to see you on a friday afternoon you must be across the ocean thank you for joining us nathan always amazing when i know people uh, across the ocean are, are watching us mass hole 1977 what is going on great to see you brother uh, we got the sith lord in the house what's going on sith uh who else we got in here we got how far can i go back i'm gonna keep going back here we go we got i'm breezy what's going on i'm breezy says xbox for life community what's going on great to see you breezy and of course we had the grumpy the grumpy shaman jump in here grumpy always great to see you brother and again thanks for the buying that single ticket uh we got the sanchez mtz gaming of course in here as always the beautiful miss caitlin is in the house what's going on caitlin thank you so much again for all you do calorie calorie what's going on calorie great to see you brother uh, thank you for dropping in here as always we got the nam omar in the house nam what's going on man great to see you we've go of course got elvin in the house as well saying hi what's going on elvin thank you sir we got leroy jenkins in the house what's going on leroy great to see you and have you a part of the show Andrew Cullinane's in the house as always. Thank you, Andrew. We got Slip Space Games in here. Choo choo. That's right. Choo choo, motherfuckers. Choo choo. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Jizzy J Jizzy Z. Jizzy Z, what's going on? Great to see you. I it was close. It was close. <laughs> so people like to make names that are very close. Yeah. But Jizzy Z, what's going on, Jizzy? Uh, who else uh in here? Uh else who else let's see d050 what's going on punty always great to see you as well let's get down to the bottom where i know a bunch of people have probably jumped in here 
Let's see. We got Will Free, Will Free Rosario's in the house. What's going on, Will Free? Always great to see you, brother. We got the Beer Baron showing on up. Always has an extra keg or two for the chat. What's going on, Beer Baron? We got Omi Tony in the house. What's going on, Omi Tony? We got Scorpio in here. Choo choo, motherfuckers. Uh, Ponkso, uh, Omi Tony's asked, Ponkso, what's your first game purchase of 2024? Well, I bought the dlc technically for um vampire survivors but really full priced day one game for me in 2024 will be tekken 8 uh that will be my first big purchase um let's see we got shiba army brad in here what's going on shiba great to see you join the chat we got king j79 what's going on brother great to have you a part of our show we got the jesse b in the house what's going on jesse b always great to see you jb 1521 xbox fam we up that's right let's go jb great to see you as well we got mr waffles in the house i do like pancakes better but that does not mean i hate waffles mr waffles Love to have you a part of the show. Thanks the slander. That's right, the slander. And I got to mention, right in the middle of all of this, because again, Dakado's here. And you know what Dakado does? Dakado brings the bag of coal, not to give out to all the people who have been naughty. No, Dakado's about being nice. He heard Mach 2.5 and said, yo, guys, that's not enough. I appreciate Bold Elf for starting it off right in 2024 on PM and the PM. But you know what? I've got my own bag of coal. We're going to get that up to Mach 2.75. We're going to bring that goal from 29.52 down to 29.47 because I got to eat five bomb for all of you that's right Dakato got on the court with a nice layup showing everybody how it's done and don't forget if you're impressed by that layup if you love the bombs that Dakato, bold alpha and grumpy already dropped in here and you want to buy a ticket to the hype train at mock point 2.75 they're showing you how easy it's all done you can follow these up on your own it's very easy to do help bring down your goal for our channel so we don't have to sell you coffee so we don't have to go out of our way to have advertising on here like so many others do we hate it as much as you so prevent that from happening only you guys out there in the chat can do that Thank you all for being here. And Dakota, appreciate that five bomb, brother. We're getting five more people aboard this hype train tonight. Let's go, everybody. Uh, Jay's World 2021, I see you in here. The Herd Theorem, I see you in here as well. Uh, Herd Theorem, I got to read your comment here because this is, I saw a word in there. And I'm like, what is he talking about? If you all have ever wondered if a high powered bidet can cure constipation, I find that I found that out today. In fact, it can. Interesting. Well, there you go, folks. Give yourself a home enema with your powerful bidet. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. He's I bidet, heard bidet power wash simulator is what he's playing. Heard. Have you left the toilet? Because that sounds very nice. <laughs> have you left it yet? Or have you just continued to use the bidet? I'm just, I'm just saying. It sounds kind of nice. Refreshing. Uh, thank you, Heard, there for I that. I don't know about uh, all that. <laughs> Amit Kumar is in the house. What's going on, Amit? We got Infinity Doc here. D-O-K. However you want to say. We got the one and only Doom Reaper in the house. What's going on, Doom? Uh, he says, Dakato is like Santa Claus. Yeah, him and Bold Alpha take turns on that one all the time. Uh, Storm Blast 117, what is going on? Great to have you join our show tonight as well. General Spartan 
27 would not be a show without you general spartan thank you for being here as always brother appreciate that uh i think that is oh no oh no oh how can i miss this one because this is one of my favorite i think i just saw it did he erase it i don't think so where did you go? There we go. Okay, I got to go up a little bit. Man, you guys are talking a lot. Captain Crunch is in the house. One of my favorite cereals of all time. What's going on, Captain Crunch? Thanks for being here. We got Mozam Schmeek in the house. What's going on, Mozam? Always great to see you as a part of our show. Uh, who else? We got Dale Dale Almano 77 in the house. What's going on, Dale Almano? Says The Last of Us 2 getting its composer in that guitar mode. That sounds so much more fun than Factions would have been. Yes, they put a lot of time into the guitar solo aspect of that new remake that or remaster, I should say, that they're doing. Um, let's see. We got Far Q in the house. What's going on, Far Q? Choo choo, motherfuckers. Always great to see you. DJD925. What is going on? Everybody else out there who is lurking, who is listening to this in the future, who did not have your name called, all love and respect, the same as all the names I've called out. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. Love and respect to each and every single one of you for being here and joining me and Mav on a Thursday night, 4 p.m. in the p.m. That's right, Pong Mav in the p.m. We are going to get down to business, Mav. A lot of business and to get down to. A lot to get down to, sir. I, I brought it up earlier, Mav, mm -hmm. but I want to talk about this a little bit more. Please explain to the chat for who may have not seen you get clipped. <laughs> so why the talk about this? we're gonna talk about it. we're <laughs> okay. gonna talk about this. okay we gotta we gotta we got expose this nonsense right. and i want you to give a little background of why the conversation was happening in the first place okay right? and then i want you to kind of go back through what was so incredibly off the rails crazy that you had to be clipped about what you were saying so please give us a little small synopsis of exactly how this all went down the, the, the show you were on, obviously, we know, but just give us a little synopsis of why you were explaining to the chat how many games Xbox is making and how people don't realize that they have more content coming than both Nintendo and PlayStation combined as of right now. Please, please explain. Yeah, so I was on Boom Show, Xbox Factor Podcast as a guest, which used to be a panel member on. I absolutely love Boom and Double Bro Gaming. Everything going on on that show is absolutely amazing. And he had a great panel there um, for the show. I got to hang out with lots of awesome people. And uh, I believe at the time we were talking about the uh, Dev Direct and kind of what to expect and all the games that are going to be there and stuff. And um, Indiana Jones is going to be 2024 and all that kind of stuff, right? And um, also another part of the conversation we were bringing up and later in the show was also the uh, scenario of the potential that games could go to other places in certain situations, like see it like a potential, like a sea of thieves or like a hi-fi rush or, or whatever. Right. So I, when I was talking, I was basically trying to put out there in perspective, the scope of what Xbox has now. And like, I, I really feel like as a community still like, cause we're all been, seeing xbox at different levels right we had the 360 era they're on top you know xbox one era they kind of crawled down to like really low on the totem pole for for the grand scheme of the, the gaming industry when a lot of people were kind of judging them versus nintendo and playstation right and since then since 
that time, and since around 2016 going forward, we've seen a complete reversal. We've seen Xbox and Microsoft reinvest in gaming. We've seen them acquire multiple studios, starting with like the Double Fine, Obsidian, Ninja Theory, you know, um, and, and all those things, right? So that, that started. Then you got Cinemax Bethesda, okay? Mm-hmm. That, and in the meantime, all they were growing Game Pass, they were doing day and date, and there was all these games that had, they had started development on. And we had talked about a lot of these games for a long time, but you know, games take a while to make, right? So we're wondering when this, this avalanche going to hit. And then on top of that, the, all the stuff that they've been working on, developing and reestablishing and building up this like gaming empire that they uh, that they have cooking in the background, uh, they acquired ABK. Oh. So I'm still waiting for crazy here, Mav. Keep going. The, the whole point of this conversation was just to try and like put into perspective that Xbox is no longer the same kind of company and same position that they were when we were so concerned about a lot of these different little the messaging or the marketing or, or all these different things. They are enormous. They are cemented. They're concreted into this where like a little messaging mistake or this or that isn't going to have the same kind of impact that it would have had last generation, right? They got mm. ABK, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. they got a, they got Call mm-hmm. of Duty, they got Diablo, they got Overwatch, they got World of Warcraft. They have all of these things, and plus the avalanche of stuff that they've already all been working on that we already know about several of these games are uh, slated for this year. So when we were talking about the Direct, it's like put it in perspective. This is just in January. Mm. And and, yep. and put this into perspective also. We just had them show up at the Game Awards where they had more big announcements and stuff than anybody else. They Correct. at the Game Awards, they revealed Blade, a huge new IP in gaming. Uh not a new IP in general, obviously, but for gaming, it's right. Blade exclusive game to xbox we all think it's exclusive 100 percent. it's not out there yet but i think aaron greenberg put the messaging out there you know with his avatar profile picture kind of like hey we're good to go on this thing right mm-hmm. so that whole situation happened at the game awards then in january just just a, a month later right we're getting avowed hellblade 2 Ara, and then surprise, 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 Psychonauts was right. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Brother Psychonauts. <laughs> Indiana Jones is going to be at the Developer Direct. Yep. And on top of that, many insiders uh, have come out to say that their sources close to the game say that the game is actually slated for 2024, which matches up with a lot of the stuff that we had and seen sooner from than leaks. later to yes. in 2024 sooner than later. Like too. if this is a potential first half of 2024. Yeah. That is fucking bananas, dude. But even if it's just all of the games for 2024 for the big games, and then you add in Towerborn, you add in flight simulator, you add in what other, other small surprises they could potentially have, right? Then you have all the other updates they have to the games. You have things like the Oblivion remaster come out. You potentially have other announcements like maybe a Gears of War collection or all this other stuff. You have all of these things. Plus, you have ABK, right? And then you have tons of other unannounced games. So the whole point of that was 
they have more in the works. I honestly believe that Nintendo and PlayStation do combined. Mm. And not only that, but they already actually have more existing games on PlayStation that are successful multiplayer continuing revenue games than PlayStation has themselves. Mm -hmm. So get to the crazy part here, man. I'm waiting for the off the rail shit. I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just so delusional, bro. I like, but that, that, that's basically the, that was basically the point. Like, so like, and and to the, the one aspect where I think part of these rumors are potentially false as well. Like the rumor kind of came out of nowhere, was worded in a way to evoke emotion, all these kind of things about hi-fi rush. And even if there is a game, like there's no telling exactly which game it is and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, like, it really wouldn't be that big a deal when you know that they have more exclusives still than anybody else. So it kind of diminishes like, and this is why like there's a lot of overreaction going on at the time. There's a lot of people overreacting uh, to potential news. And I'm not going to say it's like people don't have a right to be upset about certain things or feel sure. the certain way they feel about it, Absolutely. but yep. it completely changed once it's about developer direct is announced. And then Aaron Greenberg also makes his tweet, like these games, Xbox PC and game pass. Right. And sure. talking about those exclusives. So you put that out there, the roadmap that we know about right now for PlayStation first party, which is pretty much non-existent. Um, yes. Nintendo doesn't have a lot of things announced right now. We know the switch two is coming. I'm, I'm sure they're going to have content for that. I'm sure they'll have a few, few big releases at least this year. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo's going to have a few PlayStation has who knows what. Um, and then Xbox has a lot of shit that we know about a lot. Mm. And then they also yes. have a lot that we don't know about a Correct. ton that we <laughs> don't know about, but we do know about a lot of the projects and how long these projects have been going on. There's so much stuff that they have the ability to announce. Like, they could announce these things in the Summer Showcase. They could have a surprise announcement at the Dev Direct. They could have surprise announcements at Gamescom. They could have surprise announcements at QuakeCon. Remember, last year, they they did surprise announcements at Gamescom and at QuakeCon. Then you have BlizzCon still. Mm. And all these things added up. And then the Game Awards... Plus a consistent content pipeline dropping of all the things I've been working on for a long time. It's a yep. different fucking beast. And I really, the, I don't think the Xbox community, I don't think a lot of Xbox content creators and podcasters really understand the scope of Xbox now. Mm. It is It is not like anything we've seen before in gaming with a platform holder having as much stuff as they do in the works and also on other platforms, but also in the amount of exclusives they have coming. This is a a multifaceted ecosystem that does a lot of different things, right? A lot of different things and more than any of the other ones. A hundred percent. I mean, you can't world of Warcraft in itself is huge, right? Then you say candy crush or or whatever. You just add all these things up. They have more things in Nintendo and PlayStation combined. It is a fact. Mm-hmm. That's it just is. a straight fact. It is. And if you want to clip me saying that and you want to call me delusional, <laughs> cool, bro. I don't I don't care, but like it's just it's hilarious uh to see the comments because I think a lot of people are starting to understand this too. And especially once these games start dropping and we keep seeing them. You've seen these announcements. A lot of these people that are still like 
Xbox has no games or, or thinking Xbox is still the same situation they were back in 2017, 2016 and stuff. Or they're going to have a wake-up fucking call, bro. They're going to have a, a wake-up call. And a lot of the stuff that they have been saying or trying to get gotcha moments on people, they're going to look like damn fools later. And that's mm-hmm. just the reality of the situation. What do they think? What do, what do they think they're doing with all these studios? That's, what do people think they're doing with all these studios? Do you think they're not making fucking games? They're, they've been growing these studios. They've been investing in things. They've been doing second teams in a lot of these studios. They've been funding small projects, big projects, third-party developer projects that are published for first party uh, as first-party games as well. All of these different things, man. And uh, I, I can't wait to see it. I think this year is going to be absolutely in fucking sane and this dev direct next thursday is just the start we're gonna have more announcements more games drop in the one year than any time previously in xbox's history and if you think that's delusional you have another fucking thing coming to you bro Mm. well i didn't hear any crazy um i didn't hear any off the rails speculation um, I didn't hear any of it, Mav. I mean, again, we've we've speculated on a lot of stuff that people could have clipped in the past and and called us out and said, "What do you guys? You guys are delusional." <laughs> There's plenty of conversations we've had, but to take what you said in that clip is, um, again, I just I don't hear anything but facts, like you said, Mav. I don't hear anything outside of the norm. Again. That's why I started the show by saying this community is exposing themselves time and time again for how one-dimensional people are. A, B, one straight line. A one-dimensional object is a straight line. People can't think beyond straight lines. And we see this all the time. And again, the industry is changing. And, and there's conversations to be had, right? There, there is conversations. Mav has pointedly said he does not care if... You know, some of the rumors turn out to be true and some of the games go third party and get published elsewhere. Man, I've said that flat out because as a gamer, he doesn't give a shit. And because Xbox has so much content and because there's just so many games in general to play, no matter how many systems you own, right? The industry is changing though, folks. And again, for the loyalists out there, right? For the loyalists who've been through the battles, who've been through the up years and the down years with Xbox and both. I understand the conversation. I understand people getting upset to think that finally Xbox has the potential to dominate, right, with exclusivity and that they are willing to give some of that up can rub people the wrong way. I understand all of that, and I understand why people get that way, especially, like I said, if you are a loyalist, if you are somebody who has been with Xbox from day one or even later and just decided they were the best place to play your favorite place to play. I can understand that, right? That after all this time, now Xbox seemingly with Microsoft's backing with these huge acquisitions with 38 plus studios, one of the biggest publishers in the entire world right now that they have the potential to absolutely dominate the competition. If your mindset is in that, I get why you would be upset to even consider that Xbox would give some of that away. Get it. Especially when Nintendo and PlayStation aren't giving anything back. And we know as of right now, that's a fact. PlayStation was forced to put MLB the show or lose the license onto Xbox. That's, again, if the MLB hadn't stepped in, 
We wouldn't have MLB The Show over here. We already know that. Mario, Zelda, they're not coming to Xbox anytime soon in the foreseeable future, at least that we know of right now. They don't give back. If this was an industry change where everybody was in on board and saying, yeah, we all need a little bit of help right now. We all could use some more sales on some of our titles, case-by-case case basis. So you're going to start seeing some Nintendo games pop over to PlayStation or pop over to Xbox or both. Oh, yeah, you know, PlayStation's like, yeah, we, we need some help too. AAA gaming business is expensive. We're going to put some games elsewhere else. You wouldn't see this uproar because it would be an industry-wide change. Xbox is looking ahead. They're looking at the future. They're looking at where this industry is changing. Whether you like it or not, and again, a lot of us as human beings, we don't like change. We want to think in the old ways. It's easy to think in the old ways. It's harder to think about the future and maybe what's going to happen. Xbox is leading in a new era. They are leading with how they are determining to run their business on the gaming side of things. And that is going to mean they are going to do things that are different potentially from what other people that we would classify as competition may be doing because they're forging their own way. They are creating their own playing field as we've talked about many, many times. And that may include potentially sharing some games elsewhere like a Sea of Thieves, like a Hi-Fi Rush or whatever the case may be where it makes sense. But none of that, none of that takes away from what Mav just said and what Mav was clipped for. None of that takes away from the fact that under no one, right now, as it stands, I don't see a future where Xbox goes full third party in any way, shape, or form. They're already a third party publisher. Now that they own all this content, they are already one of the biggest third party publishers out there. ABK the already was, games. right? Correct, correct, and now they own them. So technically speaking, they are one of the world's largest third party publishers. So the fact that they might take some of their previously exclusive titles to their ecosystem, right, and put them elsewhere, whether it is like a Sea of Thieves to grow that community further because that is a games as a service, that is a multiplayer game, or whether it's a smaller game like Hi-Fi Rush, business-wise, they don't give two shits. They're going to do it, okay? And again, the community can, were you very used to Xbox being a comp, you know, a, a consumer facing company? They are the best at being in this community and listening to the community. And I've always said that is fantastic. There is a double edged sword to that because why you don't hear the other communities scream as loud is because they know nobody over at Nintendo is listening. And then the PlayStation guys and gals certainly know that nobody at PlayStation is listening, but here in the Xbox community, we know they listen. So for Xbox, it's double-edged. They can communicate with their consumers. They can make some business decisions based upon feedback. We've seen them do it in the past. But they can also hear the criticism more and the complaints more, right? When they make decisions that maybe necessarily don't drive with, jive with what the community wants, right? So... It's a double-edged sword, but I think Xbox, Phil, did this on purpose, positioned the company that way, and he's going to take the good with the bad. But I'm just saying that the industry is changing, but in no way, shape, or form do I see anything, even in the rumors, if all the rumors are true, that Xbox is all of a sudden going to start putting everything everywhere. That's not the case. They still have goals, and until other places are willing to accept Game Pass into their ecosystems they are still going to maintain exclusivity 
on titles that do drive a lot of Game Pass sales. Other games that they look at that are nice to have in Game Pass, and they're still going to be in Game Pass, but maybe don't necessarily drive subscriptions in their eyes that could use a bigger audience elsewhere or could use some extra revenue coming in for those titles, they may decide to start putting them elsewhere. And I don't think it's as big a deal as what a lot of people out here thought it was going to be or will be as far as the death of Xbox. But again, I understand if you are one of those people. I understand the feeling of why you would not want to ever see that happen. And that's an honest-to-goodness discussion to have. And like I said, if I do hear that suddenly Starfield or Hellblade 2 is going multi-plat beyond the PC and beyond Game Pass, then I will have some discussions about what they're doing. And maybe they are looking to go full third party, but that's a, that's not happening right now. That And that wasn't ever part of the rumors. So I just think it was interesting, Mav, that this week we had all of that going on. We came off of a week, um, you know, that kind of blended into this week with those rumors. And then we had the dev direct announcement. And suddenly the conversation changes all over again, because like you said, Greenberg, you know, the, the Xbox wire, they made it clear. These games are coming to Xbox game pass and PC, right? And, and it made it clear that the games listed again, people could say, Oh, it didn't say only <laughs> listen, you guys are reaching, you're reaching, right? Yeah. They made it clear that they are still focused on their own ecosystem that even as they expand out, even as like I talked about before, on previous shows that they are going into the mobile market. And we're going to see some of these games start as phones can start handling full games, full AAA games. We're going to see some more of those games go over to mobile side of things too. Even as they expand in all these different areas, they still need this ecosystem to thrive. They still want game pass to increase. It's just that game pass on console has plateaued as many people bigger people journalists who do the same thing we do here they just follow but they have inside connections stated again this week we've been told this that the game pass on console has kind of plateaued and if they feel that they can expand it else elsewhere then they're going to do that right so Again, overall, don't have a problem with what that we've heard from rumors. Um, I just think it, there is discussions to have, and I do understand why people are upset, um, for sure, uh, if you've been a loyalist this entire time. So, um, let's see here. We did get Alvin with a five bomb, a five super chat. Again, just because he's not buying tickets to the hype train does not mean he's not contributing his own bag of coal to that furnace that is burning at a Mach 2.75. In fact, I'm going to say he brought enough coal with this five bomb to get us up to Mach 3 already at this show. He says, Microsoft now worth 2.9 trillion. They don't need the 30 million or so in residuals from Switch sales. That's not a money play. It's a mindshare play, 100%. Alvin, I will agree with you partially on that okay i will agree with you that definitely mindshare and introducing games to other people outside of the ecosystem is a play i will say though that as obviously there's no money issues okay obviously xbox has already been said to be profitable xbox does run as a wholly separate company underneath microsoft they do produce their own numbers. As much as we see Microsoft and Satya reaching into the piggy bank to go make a $70 billion purchase on the behalf of Xbox, right? 
it's still a Microsoft purchase because they have a lot more in the background that they want to use out of ABK. But, but Xbox themselves do have to produce numbers as a separate entity underneath Microsoft. And so I will say that there is still some consideration for games value and what that means and how they can expand that value when they do look to other platforms from a business-minded decision. But I do agree with you, Alvin. Overall, they're obviously not in trouble. Their parent company is now, well, for a short time today, was the number one most valued company in the world. So I would kind of agree. Matt, do you got anything to add to Elvin's comment? No, I mean, I I kind of agree uh, yeah. as well, like with the with the part, uh, with the mindshare part, I, I do think mm. like that's a, a um, good point because if they, if they do do it, you got to look at motivations and like, do they need the couple million sales or whatever? I personally, I think part of the motivation could just be like, again, this is all based on a rumor that I don't even honestly think is true. I don't even think it's high fire rush, but if it, if it, if it is true and it is high fire rush, let's just talk about it as if that was the case, right? If that were to happen, right? You'd have to look at the motivation. What would the motivation be? And I, I honestly think one of the motivations would be they, they, maybe just wanted to because they thought the game was a good fit and they thought it could gr get an audience on that platform mm -hmm. that they felt like was uh worthy because I I just be honest with you that game I think one of the reasons it comes up is cuz it, it seems like it would be a good fit on the Switch right Correct. and maybe if that was something the team wanted to do then maybe they would allow it now I would say that that opens up a whole separate can of worms right because if right. you have other, like, for example, remember the controversy with Pete Hines and Todd Howard uh, when Pete Hines was like, how, how, what, or don't you think that Todd Howard might be asked about exclusivity and stuff like that when he got all upset, right? So, like, if they allowed one game to go because of a developer request or the sure. desire from the studio, well, another yep. stu studio might be like, well, I want my game on this other platform because I think it'd yep. be a great fit there, too. So, like, you have to either kind of have certain rules kind of in place that way you don't have people get upset but at the same time it's also microsoft and they own them all and they don't really have a say any anyway I, so it's kind of yeah a tricky situation with that uh, you're playing mm -hmm. with fire a little bit if you do so, certain things and decide and pick and choose you know what i mean but before you just go to look at the comment that phil made and he says like on a case by case so it'll be certain situations where they may do that like in um, you'd have to ask what would be the situation or what would be the determining factor in that. And I don't know what it would be, you know? So, um, yeah. don't know, man. And it just, like it's, it's it continue curious. and it does continue. It does continue the, the whole conversation that we've had for plenty of time that Phil said that he didn't want to have happen. But again, things yeah. do change. And I do believe the well, ABK acquisition thing, yeah. changed everything. That's I think it changed their plans. Transformational yes. acquisition. Evolution. It's an evolution. I think they evolved their plans once ABK was complete. And I think that that changed a lot of things. But Phil brought up that he didn't want the conversation to be, mm -hmm. well, is this game going to go elsewhere? Is it exclusive to Xbox? He doesn't like that conversation. This will continue that conversation. And make no mistake, if I was in Phil's spot, I would be Peter Moore versus yeah. Phil Spencer. I would be Dark Pong if I was running Xbox. I still would be in the old mentality mm -hmm. of crush your opponents 
<laughs> you know, yeah. I, I would, I definitely would be, everything would be exclusive. Come get it if you want it. Right. I would be the old school guy. Let me make that clear. I just try to take my stuff myself out of my own thoughts and try to look at the bigger picture and what they could be considering. And I just think that the ABK acquisition map, we talked about it for nearly three years yeah. on this channel. And we said from the beginning how big and what this could do for Xbox and what it would mean for Xbox. And I think that once it was lined up that they were going to close this deal, all their plans that they had for the future kind of came together all at one time and really evolved the master plan into something a lot quicker than maybe they had anticipated internally about where they were going to go in the future. And because they probably do see the industry, we've all speculated on it. At some point, the minute that all the industry can get rid of hardware, they will do so on the spot. If that's 10 years from now, if that's 30 years from now, they will all go third-party publishing and publish their games in the cloud, develop their games in the cloud, and it will be a subscription service war, much like we see in the movie and TV industry, what that's transformed into. We will have that moment in time, right? At some point, I believe in our lifetime, where the, it will go beyond the actual hardware, and we won't need the hardware anymore. And all these companies will give it up. Because again, hardware R&D, the time that's put into it, all of that could be erased, which would be a huge money saver. Again, I think you know Nintendo will be the last holdout and all that, but maybe I'm wrong there too. Maybe Nintendo's got bigger plans. But I just think this right here, the ABK deal, just moved Xbox leapfrog, as we heard in the PlayStation documents, leapfrogged where they thought they were going to be to where they are now. And they're already kind of in the future. And they're like, Hey, we're just going to push in our own way. Like we have been. Yeah. And again, the next hardware we're hearing Tom Warren came out this week with a tweet about the, about the third party stuff. But in there, he used the words, the next hardware is a hybrid arm system. He used the word is man. I don't know if he yeah. meant to do that because there has been no, that was on the table. We heard that they were trying to consider whether that they were going to go hybrid on the next system. Tom Warren, who knows a lot of stuff said is arm hybrid. If they are legit, their next iteration of the Xbox is going to be arm hybrid. Then that tells you, and as Tom Warren pointed out, that tells you where they're going because they're looking beyond yeah. everything else, right? They're looking beyond the old console market, right? They're looking beyond that hardware, how it's typically been done because they're, they're now in the future already with this ABK yeah. acquisition. That's a hundred percent to like what I would, you know, they're, they're in a, they're in a, like on another level that I don't think people really comprehend right now. Like there's no more concern about their like oh like how's this gonna affect xbox you know yeah. like if they do this like they are good <laughs> like they are good they have they have a million grandmas playing candy crush buying le buying levels you know what i mean to to get the next move right like there's so much there that and that they have going that the little decisions and all these things like it makes you like question like why why what's the motivation why are they doing this why are they doing that but then you look like into the future i, I mean they're really a forward-thinking company you know they always have been and with this now could you imagine the decisions 
that when you have this mm-hmm. much, this mm-hmm. much like the this much publishing power, this this many development studios that are all capable of making big games and all this kind of stuff, the decisions are actually more impactful of what you do in the future, right? So right. like. How do we handle this? Like, how do we right. how do we handle this? How do we handle that? What are we going to do with all these different things? And uh, so, it's not just as much like, well, we're going to sell as many fucking consoles as we can, right? That's the old that's the old way, you know. And they've they've already kind of you know conceded that, you know. They Phil Spencer said that he's you know, like, it. and it's not yeah. that the fact that console isn't still going to be a part of the ecosystem for Correct. for a long time and they're they're working on more, more hardware and and that's the most important thing to me because i enjoy the ecosystem i enjoy the console like that's why i play on it not because right. the game is exclusive on it right like so right. as long as they continue making xbox consoles if they yeah. pick and choose random little things it doesn't really it doesn't bother me um, I get people that do because it's like you've been in that battle and war, all that kind of stuff for a long time. And like, you don't want your trophies taken away, all this kind of stuff. Right. But like, uh, for me, I'm just looking at the grand scheme of things and where they're going. And with this much right. stuff, it's like, there's so much there. And at the end of the day, like this is again, all based on rumors that have no real substantial base other than just potential guessing i think like the way the one specific rumor that got sent out was worded in a way to evoke emotion from the community with left it vague and open-ended using words like uh game of the year contender going somewhere else right but not if i still think if the person knows what game it is you're an insider it's not a brand new game you're not trying to spoil you're not really spoiling anything by saying what it is Right. So like, if you know, why not just say it? So that kind of discredits that whole rumor for me to begin with. Um, But that's not to say that there isn't some truth behind that philosophy, which is kind of what Grubb was more speaking on when they had talked about the previous ideas, maybe with Sea of Thieves, but even the Sea of Thieves thing got put into out there. Like that's a new idea, but it wasn't, that was old discussions. Right. So like there's a little bit of stuff there, but what is the motivation going forward? The only people that know that is Xbox. And um, I, I we're going to find out. You know, I, I do think that there was some interesting tweets from some that are maybe more in the know about, like, this is going to be interesting years of discovering things uh, that we may not be happy with. Maybe they were reacting to some of these rumors and stuff. I don't know, right? But uh, I think overall, just people don't understand yet that Microsoft has ABK, which is a huge fucking multi-platform publisher arm. They have Zenimax Bethesda that has several multi-platform titles as well. They uh, have all these other studios they've acquired and they're do as gaming subscription. They have mobile stuff. They have all these different things. Now it's a completely different beast. It's like completely different animal than they were just two years ago. Right. Yep. It's absolutely insane how fast they've grown from where they were, especially mm-hmm. last generation to now. And it's not even stopping. They're still going to do more because they're looking at the future. And when they see in the future, they see people like Apple that they're competing with. Right. Yeah. You know, Amazon, yeah. you know, and then those kind of things. And what is the ecosystem going to look like 10 years from now? What is, Correct. what is the capabilities going to be 10 years from now? Who, who's going to own all the content 10 years from now? 
right? Right. And those are the decisions they're trying to make sure they get right today to set the path forward. Much like yes. when they change the industry with Game Pass, they're trying to change. They're going to potentially change the industry again in some more ways because they have more responsibility than anybody else. With all these different things, they have more mm-hmm. responsibility than any other platform they, holder because of do. all the stuff that they own. And they got more spotlight on them yes. because of everything they own as well now, which is another part of this as well. And the one thing. Again, taking a step back and looking at it, Mav, what you're talking, and we've done this a bunch of times, and I know our chat knows us pretty well by now how we do this and our exact thoughts. Again, as a gamer, you know, different scenarios. But when we take a step back and try to look at this stuff beyond 1D, right? Beyond one dimensional, we try to do look at this stuff and look down the road and guess. And again, court documents showed. We were wrong about things that we've we've speculated on the past, but it showed we were right about a lot of things that nobody knew that was going on internally as well. So I think we do take a good perspective look at this from what we do know, the general knowledge we do have. But I think the other thing to always consider too is Microsoft as a corporation has tried a lot of things. They've hit on things. They've also failed on things. But one thing that has happened is that there has been plenty of times where they have been ahead of the curve. Sometimes curve, not curb, curve. Sometimes they've been too far ahead and it's been detrimental. Xbox One. Yeah. But as we sit here today in 2024, everybody, and all of you who are in here who are passionate gamers who are obviously in touch with things that go on with the gaming beyond the casual side of things. If you look back in 2024 to what Xbox was trying to do with the Xbox One and things that they were trying to implement with the Xbox One, there is a lot of stuff that today we'd be like, oh, that's normal. Or, oh, yeah, no, no, that's no big deal. But when they tried to introduce it, it cost them an entire generation because they were too far ahead of the curve. Same rule always applies when people are trying to change or envision the future and they're trying to move their company ahead of where it currently sits, right? When they're trying to say, no, no, we see it being here. We are going to get ahead of everybody. Those moves in, with the Xbox One generation, a lot of those moves that cost Microsoft that generation set them up for exactly what they've built today. In a lot of ways, they had to change and they had to adapt, but a lot of the same policies, a lot of the same mind thought that they had going into the Xbox One generation were still applicable to what Phil presented to Satya when he took over and said, we're going to move in this direction. This is why I think it's beneficial to both Microsoft and Xbox and eventually got him a seat at the big table and eventually made Xbox a pillar within Microsoft versus the redheaded stepchild at the children's table. That's what we see today is a lot of what happened back then. That preparation got them to this point where they are now changing the industry or at least trailblazing the industry in a lot of ways and doing things that are different from the old ways that we now see are failing other companies. And I think that that's the important thing to remember that sometimes, again, as human beings, we hate change. As gamers, we really hate change. We love to see things stay the old ways. Because that's what we're comfortable with. That's what we're normal with. I think now, with the commitment that's been made by Satya and Microsoft, with Xbox being a pillar of Microsoft, they're going to push forward. And some things might come along that we never saw coming. And it's going to be like, ooh, what are they doing? But let me tell you, it's not going to deter them this time. 
because this time they're all in. And I think that 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 future that they see, that they believe their crystal ball is right where this industry is going, they're going to make their moves in that direction, whether the whether the enthusiasts here all agree or not, they're going to make those moves because they do see the video game industry changing as we do. And we said that a long time ago, Mav, when we started podcasting together. This generation, we were going to see more changes in this industry than we've seen in a long time. This is a transformational period for this industry, and we are here to witness it. And I think that we are starting to see that come to fruition right now as we speak. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting time, man. It's I going to be an interesting time. A side note, I just saw this tweet from Kojima. Um, yes, sir. If it's uh, the same one that I just retweeted. Um, did you retweet it? Uh, oh, that's why I saw it. It's on my feed. I just yeah. saw it said Bong so retweeted, reposted. Yeah, I just saw yeah. it. I just reposted it as well, bro. Uh, if this is for overdose, bro. If this is for overdose, oh look, my god. Uh chat. You guys can't see the tweet. If you guys are on X, go look on X. I reposted it. A lot of people are reposting it right now. But Kojima, you know, he's always got people coming through. Uh, Kojima yeah. Productions. He's always taking pictures with them. Um, well. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, of course, for those of you who may not be familiar, that's basically Nine Inch Nails, uh, was at Kojima's studio. If they are doing the music for Overdose, <laughs> be fucking nuts. Bro. Oh, I, I will have, well, let's say the soundtrack will probably be available, yeah. so I'll probably be able to just listen to the soundtrack. I will be more likely to at least try it, even if it's extreme horror or some craziness that Kojima comes up with that I normally wouldn't play. I will be more likely to play it just to see how he fits the music into the gameplay. If he is partnered with Nine Inch Nails, yo. Yeah. And like all in one of my favorite bands of all time. As a team, they also have done a lot of movie scores and stuff too. Right. So like, oh, bro, some of the best music scores. Watchmen. Oh, my God, bro. Unbelievable score. Oh, my God. So many good games. Oh. Yeah, like Atticus Ross has credits for the Book of Eli, uh, Social Network, um, the Girl with the Dragon tattoo with Trent Reznor. Yep. Uh, Yep. uh, Social Network was with Trent Reznor. Uh, You have um, Gone Girl with Trent Reznor. Um, Black Hat, uh, man, Uh, like Patriots Day, Uh, Death Note. Yeah, uh, from Netflix. From Netflix, uh, which was terrible. Yeah, way, terrible, I'm sure the terrible. music was great. Though. The music was great. <laughs> <laughs> the music's great. Um, Ninja but, Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, yeah. even with with Trent Reznor. I mean, it's just like it's just like a huge list. The the killer, which was uh, the new Fastbender mm-hmm. movie, the score was amazing yeah. on that too. But like, they're, they're a team that do a lot of different things, right? And uh, it's interesting that they were just with uh, Kojima hanging out. You know? Musical creative geniuses. Again, one of the, one of the one of my favorite bands going back to all the way. I got introduced to Nine Inch Nails uh, at age nineteen, so that's uh, I've seen them three times live. Uh, this would be absolutely phenomenal uh, to get them with Kojima together to do something. Oh yeah. my god, it'd be crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Jordan, Jordan um, Phil and as director for this, yeah. with Trent Reznor and uh, and Adam other Cross people the music. <laughs> And other people, and other, other people, people that yet yeah. be named yet, which you know Kojima is going to draw in some creatives again. If we think what we think it is an episodic type game of overdose with different visions coming in from different yeah. people, incredible would be absolutely unbelievable. 
Um, all right. Yeah. Good side note there, Mav. I didn't know you were going to bring it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did repost it because like, I saw it. It was like, like oh Nine Inch <laughs> Nails with uh, Kojima. <laughs> yes. yes. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Great discussion, Mav. That's why I brought it up because I did want to have the discussion with you a little bit. I didn't, you know, I've talked about the third party stuff last week when it was kind of happening, um, but I didn't really get a chance to talk about it with you at all. And I saw your comments and I saw kind of where you're going with this. And it's just something we've touched on so much. Yeah. Just kind of want to revisit a little bit and kind of go through our thoughts about, you know, where Xbox is going, what they're doing. And, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, just taking a step back and trying to see it for the bigger picture of what they could be looking at. Um, because I think both you and I were in agreement that I, I did understand the freakouts and I did understand the people upset at mm -hmm. the thought of it before, for the various reasons. And I, I still think there is a discussion. Some people brought up some just outside of their own personal feelings about it. Some people brought up some good points about if you start doing that, you know, the third parties, if you don't really have a platform, third parties might necessarily look to you to drop their games on. And it could be harder to get some third party support down the road. If it's just a more of a general Xbox is everywhere kind of thing versus an actual platform. I see some of that because there are going to be third party companies who have the old school mentality, right? So Xbox is going to have to offset that. That's going to be Phil and Sarah's job and booty's job to go to those companies and offset that or to cut deals that kind of, cuts down on the risk for those third parties. If the third party has a problem with that down the road, I, there's some general good discussion in there as well, but I just thought overall, I just wanted to recover it again because it's been a big topic um, in the community. But obviously, as we also stated, Mav, this week, and let's get into our main topic here, nearly uh, over 200 people here watching us. Love you all. Thank you all for being here. And again, uh, if you can hit the like button, you know, share it out. Um, you know, whatever you guys can do, it helps us continue to grow fun speculation network, big goals in 2024. Again, we don't do the business side very often outside of my parody of other people. We don't do the business side very often, but, uh, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you all for being here and joining us tonight, but let's get into our main topic. Uh, the beautiful, um, thumbnail that, uh, Caitlin created and the big topic of the week that obviously kind of, kind of went from one extreme to the other extreme in a lot of ways, right, Mav? We went from yeah. this, oh, God, what is Xbox doing? Oh, God, it's <laughs> doom and gloom. Holy shit, the world's ending. This is it. To, ha, look at this. Early showcase. PlayStation, where's your showcase? Where's that secret showcase you had? You see, you still waiting on that? Oh, Xbox is doing another showcase what, after they just had they a huge video games award. What, what, they huh? got, what they got to show. Yeah. What, what they got I mean, to show. Well, they, that's they, what we're trying to figure PlayStation's out. PlayStation's already had a couple of posts like what to look forward to in 2024. <laughs> they, right. They've done that a couple of times. Well, we know they have to have hopes and dreams. They yeah, have to they, have hopes. They, and God, they have really to. need it this year, man. I yeah, hope, they do. Like, they hey, just, for, just for a minute, like, if they do, I hope, like, my hope, right? Because I want PlayStation to be successful as well. And I want there to be great experiences to look forward to to play, right? My hope is that they have a lot of announcements saved up for later in the year. And now I'm not saying they're going to come out this year, you know, right. but, but like maybe yeah. with an announcement of a PS5 Pro, right? Like right. here, here's a, here's a PS5 Pro and here's what to look forward to later on the PS5 Pro. And hopefully there's some cool stuff there and not just the same shit that they've been doing for years. I want some new cool stuff, uh, but I do want Ghost of Tsushima too. That's one that I want yeah. to, I want a sequel of that pretty badly you know yes. um 
I got. I want to play the first one, so I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. for the remaster PC release this year. I think that is something that they probably have up their sleeves. If you know history tells us anything, there should be a Ghost of Tsushima remaster sometime this year, and have a drop on PC for that. Well, they've already there's, there's already a PS5 version of it, so technically, oh, there is, isn't there? Yeah, I forgot they did that, didn't they? Yeah. Well, then that just okay, okay, I forgot they did that. Okay, you just need a PC version then this year. Just drop the PC. Yeah, version. that's that's probably coming next for them, <laughs> PC version. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if we get that announcement. But I, uh, I'll look for. I'll, I'll be really, really looking forward to that one. That's my favorite first party like game they've released um, since in a long time since Uncharted Four, at least. Correct. So, man, I I think that they do need something, but. I, and I believe, again, we've speculated on this, and I've said from the get-go, I think that they've been holding for the PS5 Pro announcement, and then they're going to announce their hopes and dreams along with the PS5 yeah. Pro. We're going to have footage showing off some of their future games, not games ready, but their future games into next year for the PS5 Pro and beyond, and I think that that's kind of their plan, uh, whether or not it was a good plan. Yeah. Don't know. They continue to sell consoles, so for them right now, that's all that matters to them yeah. um, in a lot of ways. So. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely a deal, but one company that's not waiting, man, one company that is now, and we, we <laughs> talked about this coming into 2024 and we both agreed they are going to be in every single news cycle. There's going to be some big announcements for Nintendo. There's going to be probably some big things from PlayStation at some point this year that will kind of control the narrative for a minute or two. But one company is going to be consistent from the start of the year to the end of the year. And that company we believe is Xbox. And that's not being a fanboy. That's just, again, goes back to Mav's point and to our point, if you've been listening to this for any amount of time, about how much content, how much they have to show now that they are one of the world's biggest publishers. They just have so much. They're going to constantly be having news. One way or another, they are going to be in the news cycle. And it starts this month, of course, Mav, um, because they announced this week that they are going to have the direct. This had been smoke that was going around for a while. Um, you know, obviously there was nothing official, but we did get the official announcement and it's next week. As maps pointed out during the beginning of the show for our episode of 100, we will be covering this direct next week. Mav is going to live stream. I'm sure with some of the other fam next week, but January 18th, the Xbox Direct, and of course we got the great graphic, the same graphic that we had last year with that cool kind of art board kind of writing on it super everything that we loved about the direct last year map they're already doing it again which i think is great and so january 18th is when it's going to be and they posted the four games that they're highlighting now you all remember last year mav and i'll talk about this when we talk about the direct a little bit they started with four games last year we wound mm -hmm. up with five and a little game called hi-fi rush happened to shadow drop right so are they going to do that again this year We'll talk about it. But the four games that they did announce was Ara History Untold, which, again, is going to be PC only to begin with, console version to come later. That is a grand strategy game that is looking to change the formula um, by giving you basically unlimited options on how you're going to shape your civilization. There's not going to be a set kind of path per se. Looking forward to Ara, obviously. That's high on my list. Not everybody's. It's niche. 
but I will be playing this on PC when it drops. So Aura from Oxide, then Obsidian is going to show up. And this was a little bit of a surprise to me, a good surprise to me, Mav, of course, was avowed is going to be back again. Now we saw it at the showcase last year, the E3 showcase, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, we saw it last year and people, some people were meh. Some people were like, let them cook. Um, me, I'm excited no matter what Obsidian's doing because I have utmost faith in Obsidian. Um, and then we had a little bit of smoke this year. We've been hearing some things. Maybe this is pushed to 2025, Mav. It's not appearing so the way that they are kind of putting information out there. But Avowed is going to show up and give us, uh, what they say, uh, some gameplay, uh, deep, a first deep dive into some of the gameplay and mechanics within the game. So we're going to get a good look at Avowed. And then, of course, Ninja Theory uh, with Hellblade 2. This sounds like more behind the scenes, yeah. sounds like a little bit more developer talk about this game. We've seen a lot of it. I'm sure a lot of people were like, just give us a date. Yeah. Hopefully this is where we get a date, right, Matt? If this is early now, I've heard some people say that this is actually going to be later, possibly. I don't know for sure. I think it's still earlier this year, the first half. Uh, hopefully they give us a date um, for Ninja Theory and uh, Hellblade 2. But obviously, I'm cool with seeing Hellblade 2 again. Again, I know I've seen a lot of it, but I'm always great. I want to see what Ninja Theory is doing. So Hellblade 2. And then the big surprise, Mav. The one that nobody besides Psychonauts saw coming. Somehow, Psychonauts, Psychonauts got the information from the Clockwork Elves that he visits often in Triplandia. Gave him the information that Indiana Jones was going to show up here. I was not expecting this until summer, until the showcase. We knew already we were going to see it sometime because Todd had told us 2024, we're going to talk more about it. But surprise, surprise, here it is. And as Mav mentioned earlier, there are people out here saying that it is earlier than later and that it's showing up this year, releasing this year, I should say. It is going to release this year. What does that mean for Indiana Jones and for Machine Games? Well, we're going to talk about that too, but those were the four games here, Mav. What did you think of the initial announcement here and of the games that they've decided to show? I got to point out, Mav, no Towerborn. Towerborn is a game that we thought could drop mm -hmm. really earlier this year. I also heard this week they're saying that's going to be later in the year. Yeah. No Towerborn, which was kind of a shock. That could be the Mystery Fifth Shadow Drop 2. It's a potential. We've heard, you know, obviously, um, Killing um, from, um, oh my God, just blanked. Yeah, uh, Double Fine. Double Fine, thank you. Uh, Killing from Double Fine could be the, the mysterious game. Maybe there's not a mysterious game here, but what'd you think about the initial drop in the four games showing, Mav? And I'm going to be right back, brother. Yeah, no problem, man. I, uh, so I, I saw the list at, and I was trying to like check it. I was like refreshing uh, Xbox Wire like over and over and over again, guys. And I, I was like, what games is it going to be? What games are they going to show? Because I knew they were going to tell us what games because they did last year. Um, and they also kind of set the expectations of what to see for the games uh, with the description. So that was my first uh, thing is just to see what games and then what kind of are they going to show on those games. Um, and much to my surprise, I did not expect this one to be there. I did not expect to see Indiana Jones on that list. Indiana Jones on that list put that game in 2024 for me, which seeing that there was like, whoa. Okay, it's because we'd had rumors. We we speculated on it. 
the Xbox uh, leaked documents um, from the case with the FTC where we saw Bethesda's roadmap um, had Indiana Jones a year after Starfield. And then when I saw when we saw that, we started talking and speculating about, well, could Indiana Jones be in 2024? I guess it's possible, but like we just they hadn't really talked about it or anything. So it kind of seemed like, well, maybe it'd be like with the lack of marketing on it and stuff, it'd be like too soon. But now that we see this here and knowing and, and the thing I'll say that puts it in 2024 for me, other than some of the other rumors that came out from like some of the insiders and stuff that are claiming that they have talked to people that say it's 2024 um, is the fact that Xbox has so many damn games in the pipeline and, and that they are working on. Like, I don't expect anything in this dev direct to be shown. Not in t that's not coming out this year. And I would also say that I would think the majority, like maybe one or two games out of these would be potentially like fall. But, like, I honestly don't think, like, at this event, they necessarily would have the big holiday game. I guess it's possible. But you remember, they saved Starfield for a separate Dev Direct after the Summer Showcase last year. So I think whatever the big holiday game is could potentially have their own Direct after the Showcase. Now, could that be Hellblade 2 because they're just doing more behind-the-scenes stuff? I don't know. Oh, But then that would mean they would get two Directs this year. So I they didn't do that with Starfield last time, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. like, and Starfield's a huge fucking game. So if they didn't do that with Starfield, I don't think they're necessarily going to do that with Hellblade. So that that leads me to believe that there's probably a different game that's the big holiday game. And that was my second thought. Is like, well, all of these games are probably 2024, but also I anticipate a big separate direct after the summer games uh, fest uh, show uh, that they have this year to have whatever the big holiday game is. And I don't think they're going to have the same game show up at two different directs. So that to me means that I think all of these games are probably like October or before with the big, like no, no later November, December type game, uh, probably November later on like after the summer showcase so I, I was like wow indiana jones like like and potentially potentially sooner than we think um and that was my initial reaction and the, and then the, to top it off like before the before that got announced like we had already seen avowed it's like twitter uh profile kind of reiterate 2024 as well like with their bio it says avowed uh 2024 for blah 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 blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so that's cemented again for 2024. They're standing on that ground where we had speculated potentially, like, is that going to actually hit this this next year or not? But like, yeah. And that was my that's that was my most anticipated first party game, right? Like that was my fir first party game I'm most excited about because it kind of reminds me of Oblivion, right? So, avowed in 2024, I'm going to go and say Indiana Jones in 2024. Then you got Hellblade 2, which maybe that's the first game, or the first big mm. game. Mm -hmm. uh, some people were saying it's later, but I, I've kind of learned this, Pong, like since we've been doing the show or all of our shows and, and content and stuff and been kind of really in tune with the gaming community and a lot of the people that 
have information or say things and like are teasing things like, oh, well, this is I hearing that it's not till later. I'm hearing this. So we hear so much shit, man. Right. Like, which God, like, in, like especially <laughs> behind the scenes and a lot of the shows yeah. and stuff before, or after right. you hear so much stuff and a lot of it's very convincing and stuff like that. But like hardly any of it ever comes true. Hardly any of it. Small percentage. Yeah, Small. there's there's a, there's a percentage, right? But yes. hardly any hardly any of it. And and you get you hear a lot of shows talk about a lot of this stuff and like and it seems pretty convincing and like there's certain people and certain things when they when you know you can tell that they know, right? Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. And and those instances stand out to me. But like I haven't seen anybody really 100% confident on anything about a release date for Hellblade 2. Right? Right. I haven't seen anybody like really committed or like any, I think it's anything that anybody's heard potentially is just kind of a little bit of hearsay or whatever uh, from spread from one person to another and all that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody fucking knows when this game's dropping. Right. Right. Um, and if they do, they're the people that do know, haven't told anybody. Right. So I think there's a good chance it could come earlier in the year. And uh, that again, it's the game we've seen the most. Um, and are they doing, they just they just showed it at the game awards and they're showing it again here, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's a potential we're gonna get the release date, maybe it's sooner than we think. One to remember one big game a quarter. One big game a quarter. This is what they said. This is what Phil was confident in. If you do the math, that means March to April sometime at the latest, we're getting some kind of big game. Correct. And we don't know the slate right now about the, the release dates. I think the step direct is going to give us those answers. I think the step direct, we're going to get some dates and I think some of them are going to be surprising we're like March or April or something we're like, Holy shit. And then maybe another one for like June or July and another one for like September, October, and like, Whoa. And then you have aura as well, which I wouldn't consider that one of the big triple a games. Right? No. So you, you do this now, and I agree. Like I thought Towerborn would be there, but I wouldn't even consider that one of the big AAA games either. No. Right? It's not. So like you, you, you put like Aura, Towerborn, uh, Flight Sim, all kind of in that other cat- category a little bit. I don't know if they consider mm-hmm. Flight Sim one of those big games or not, but like I I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really think so. I don't so. think so. Um, I don't think so. So what's the big holiday game? I still don't think we know what it is. I think it could be something else. I think it could be like Clockwork Revolution. Um, I've had tagged for a long time now. It could be. It could be <laughs> the 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 scope of what they're doing is just fucking nuts, bro. Like to have this Dev Direct in January. And remember, like, what did they have last last Dev Direct? They had games that were all besides Forza releasing earlier. And Forza at the time they thought. Remember they had planned on within twelve months. You remember that? Like yep. it didn't hit. They got pushed nope. back. So I yep. think whatever's here is probably planning on within the first eight months of the year, at least nine, maybe. I I, I don't know, but like I think later on something else, and and that we also don't know if there's a surprise. Correct. Which I think they set themselves up last year by having that extra thing to have some mm. kind of surprise. Now I don't say it has to be a shadow yeah. drop. I'm not saying it, be it, expe- to- it can't be expected. Let's put it that way. I don't want to start setting that expectation. I so. I expect them to have something that is a not surprise. a surprise. Now, it not, a, not a shadow drop, but it doesn't surprise. have to be a shadow drop. It could be like 
uh, another trailer for something that we've already seen before, um, as some other kind of cool announcement, right? Uh, a Game Pass announcement for something third party. You could have like the Oblivion remaster type announcement or release in release date for that. Like there's there's several different types of things they could do as a surprise. It doesn't have to be a shadow drop. Uh, we Correct. should not expect a shadow drop every time they no. do a dev direct. That would just be insane. Uh, the last yeah. year, crazy, they had three showcases outside of the Summer Games Showcase, and they did a shadow drop at each one. <laughs> so <laughs> you never know. Things are possible, but I, I wouldn't expect that. Uh, but I do expect them to have some something else to say or some other kind of newsworthy thing there, right? And I don't mm -hmm. know what that'll be. Um, but man, like we're going to get our first gameplay trailer and we're going to find out what Indiana Jones is. And that has me more hyped than anything, bro. Um, and avowed. I mean, if you were to tell me that this was just avowed yeah. as the, as the only big game, then I'd be, yeah. I would be super stoked. There's three fucking big games at a January show. Sure. That is more yeah. than PlayStation has had at any show in years it is insane three big games first party at yeah. a january show this is nuts man and this is just what we're talking about this is what we've been talking about like they're gonna have they gotta have these things because they have so much stuff to announce and so much stuff coming um yep. man it's it's our we were thinking maybe early february they were gonna have a, a dev direct, you know, late January, early February. It's only gonna be January eighteenth, in line with kind of what they did last year. It seems like they're like they're ready to fucking go on this thing. They are. They've been. No, they've, they've been. They've been ready, <laughs> man. They're like, hey, it's twenty twenty four. Let's fucking go. And not to mention, they also said in this ABK new more ABK stuff and and talk about their games is coming later this year. Yep. I think they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have a separate direct type thing for ABK later. Yeah, by the sounds of it, because they said that the stage, right? Like why they said that in the Xbox Wire, no ABK news here. That'll be for later, right? So right. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> on top of the the BlizzCon oh, thing, this, like, <laughs> because that's just Blizzard, right? Right. And right, Activision right. isn't really known for having their own like kind of showcase. They they have the Call of Duty showcase every year, which is which is just Call of Duty, yeah, yeah right. But like but that's basically all they have. But I think they have other things now. <laughs> they I think they got other things. We're cooking now too, for sure. Yeah, and, and I think that's a big thing, Mav. Is that this is we said this, you said this, we talked about this that the the ABK thing was an anchor, and now that that anchor is gone, even though they're still court cases, but whatever, worthless. This this is full full steam ahead now for xbox there is nothing holding them back they've got big plans we just got done talking about what we think their big plans are there is nothing holding them back so this is why we talked about them dominating and why we thought from the get-go just the amount of content that they have when you actually start talking about it it gets more crazy and that's why i didn't have any problem with anything that you said that was clipped because i was like it's all the truth this many teams they've got to have these directs and i think that they are i've i've said i think they have at least two directs this year uh, on top of all the other shows that you just listed off, Matt, I think they need two directs 
um, at some point uh, this one and then maybe one towards the end of the year as well to highlight some games or maybe after the showcase even um, sometime in, in fall, early winter next year or this year um, because they had just have so much. There's so much here, but these four games here to start off January, to start off mid-January is a big, big freaking deal. And again, I think that the surprise that Indiana Jones is here and we've gotten word this week too something that everybody missed in the Indiana Jones trailer, which Colt pointed out in his video. Um, but they came out this, you know, this week from Kurikasis. Uh, uh, uh was the first one to tweet it out that uh, he had spotted it um, because they were trademarking names, uh, and he spotted Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. And Colt pointed out in his video that that book was in the actual trailer that everybody kind of missed. So that's going to be the full name of the game is is what everybody's thinking. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Um, that surprise that it's here again beyond psychonauts speculating and and winning speculation bingo. Um, I don't think too many people had it tagged that it was going to be this early. Um, that we were going to see anything from Indiana Jones. Now, there's been a lot of talk, Mav, and I want to kind of focus on Indiana Jones here real quick. There's been a lot of talk about how long Indiana Jones has been in development. And I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people running this week, only three years, only three years, only three years. I don't, listen, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things that point to Maybe it's only been three years. Todd back in uh, last year had an interview. I think it was around August, Mav, where he said that Indiana Jones was halfway through production. Now we all know that Todd just kind of speaks out of turn. We know that kind of Todd just speaks off the top of his head. Doesn't always mean literally what he's saying, but he said it was halfway through production. I think a lot of people got that stuck in their craw. Uh, also the timing of when they announced Indiana Jones it seemed like, oh, they had just signed the deal and they're getting to work on it from, from Machine Games back in 2021, late 2020, uh, early 2021. What happens if they were already in this deal, though, when Machine Games ended Youngbloods and dropped Youngbloods? Now, I know they worked on a couple of smaller games like Quake and a couple other things in between, but that's not a whole team kind of deal. What happens if they were already in talks with Disney back in 2019? What happens they already had an idea that they were going to be working on this game? Todd has already talked about that he's had this storyboarded for a very long time, going back decades, as far as what he wanted to do with Indiana Jones. So if Todd already had the main parts of this kind of worked out with what his idea was to make an Indiana Jones game, and he kind of had the story already kind of worked out, well, then you're already way ahead in production, right? And you can kind of jump into it. And I understand that other people have claimed, well, if they're going to do third person, that's going to be new four machine games because they usually only do first person games and that would take time yeah but i also say this is a talented very heavily experienced dev team and i don't think it would take as long for them to figure out how to do third person even though they've mostly done first person i think realistically you could probably say this thing probably has four maybe even five years of work overall done on it and i don't think it's as big of a stretch to say that they could have a full triple a game come out now we also had some smoke there was rumors started this was going to be a platformer let me let me tell you all just right now if the direct comes out and indiana jones is a platformer game a smaller experience platformer game 
I will be personally, personally for me, disappointed because I'm not into platformers anymore. I'll still be excited that Indiana Jones is getting a new game, but I'll personally be kind of disappointed that, if it's a platformer. I don't think like machine games would be making I, that I don't kind of think game. so either, either. I think this goes back to our original speculation, Matt. Yeah. When we first started hearing rumors about Indiana Jones, that maybe, just maybe, they are lining this up for episodic type expansions and that this could be just the opening salvo for indiana jones and that maybe it's not some you know 40 plus hour quest of this huge you know what we think of nowadays is this big type game that this is a smaller much more focused game with puzzling with adventuring with all the stuff that you expect out of indie but that it opens up the possibilities for we episodic content down the road. What do you think about where Indiana Jones, what, first of all, map, do you think it's only been three years in, in development? Do you think we should give it credit? Maybe it's a little bit longer. Um, and that maybe we're kind of stretching it here or people are kind of being over dramatic saying, how did they finish this in three years? There's no way they did a full AAA experience in three years, especially if they're going to do third person. What are your kind of thoughts about the direction of Indiana? What, what are your speculation on it? Well, I kind of go back to the, leaked documents and the original announced pipeline you know for when they expected this game to come out which was a year after starfield and that and that was in those documents are from 2020 which was over three years ago (laughs) right Right. so they were already anticipating that game was going to be a year after starfield at that time right so i think that's kind of all the evidence that we need to kind of know what their production plan was for it now, not to say like things got started on time and all that kind of stuff, but it's also oh, like two years later than if it releases here than what they originally intended anyway. You know what I mean? So or a year and a half. So I I think that it's probably lining up to what their ideas were. And you know, when's the last? I mean, it's been a while since we've gotten a Wolfenstein. Yep. So what the hell have they been doing? Right. You know, so, I mean, they got it had to been doing something. And now obviously sometimes games like go in different stages to where like, you know, the full force production is not as long as we think. And there's a lot of like the pre-production stuff is a lot of the longer things. And when they speak to it, maybe the full force production is pretty normal for like three years, you know? Um, so if that's the case, I I don't think that really means much. I like, is it possible that it's this year? I, I think so. Um, do I, what is the game? I I would be more inclined to think it's a full-fledged start-to-finish, like, big experience, like 20-plus potential hour type yep. grand adventure Indiana Jones game, and uh, Machine Games has really been cooking on it for a long time, and they're probably really super excited to show what it is. Now, um, is it possible that it's not this year? Absolutely. Like sure. that would just mean that the expectation that we have for the dev directs is only set by one dev direct, uh, which was last year's. And that may not be what they do going forward. Right. Based on last year's and kind of the ideas that I was talking about earlier, I would think they would utilize these shows to more focus on the stuff coming soon. Right. And maybe have the big summer showcases more of, of a mixed bag. You know, because I would think you would want to take advantage of this, the more like isolated focuses on things that are coming sooner. But that being right. said, 
maybe that's not what they plan on doing, and maybe they they've shifted focus. So I think probably like I would I like my thinking is that it's probably this year based on that. That's why I was saying earlier, but yeah, I could be completely wrong. It could be something that opposite of that, and they could just be like, hey, we really just want to highlight this game and take a lot of time and talk about it, and it's not coming till 2025. I, I, I don't know. But I, I would be inclined to think that it being there, and then plus the other rumors that have come out, means that it's, it's 2024. But I do think it's a big game. I, I don't think it's going yeah. to be like this other kind of experience and stuff. Like, right. I um, Machine Games is... Like their their track record of making big games, they have track record of making a big games. Even from their original founders who previously were at Starbreeze and they made big games, yep. right? Right. And uh, I think it's a perfect team to bring an IP to life uh, that's not their own because they've done it numerous times. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, man. Like, I, I my thinking with Indiana Jones is like I'm more curious about what is the gameplay going to be. Correct. Right, and that—that's really what I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Like, what are we going to be doing? Right. The other focus is like on the on the um, advertisement. You see that like in Indy mm-hmm. is like he's silhouetted out, right? Yeah. So like, they obviously want to have some kind of a reveal for their version of Indiana Jones, right? Uh, to tell us like more Harrison. about. <laughs> Like we were spe- we were talking <laughs> Does he about sound this. like Harrison. We were talking about this on Fun Pop the other day, and like, um, yeah, the actor, uh, the the same actor that played young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline, mm, it yes, was also we we found this out on the show. It was yeah. also a double for him on the new Indiana Jones movie. Okay, and he sounds like him. Yeah, he he, he looks like him. Age of Adeline is a great movie. Too. And he also, the same actor, has a history of voice acting in video games. Okay. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. That's, we that's learned this on okay. Fun Pop, man. I was like, we were looking right. at it and be like, okay, this guy, he looks like him. He sounds like him. He's young. And he has a track record of doing voice acting in video games. Uh, to me, that sounds like the perfect candidate. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. He's not like a famous actor or anything like that. But if you've seen Age of Adeline and you saw the young version of Harrison Ford, the guy that played him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, when they made the sure. solo movie, I wanted that guy to get cast because I thought he was perfect in, in that movie. But also, um, based on his track record of doing recent work on Indiana Jones as his double for young Indy, right? They, obviously, they put Harrison Ford's actual face on him. But when course, but okay. when you see like young Indy, he was being a, he was being a double. I'm I'm not sure if it was uh, for what situations or what the scenarios were, but he's in the he's in the credits on it for that. So I like the investigative work of Fun Pop. Yeah, you guys did in this and, I did yeah. not know he was and in boys video acting in video games, man. Yeah, it was like crazy. Yes. Like a perfect candidate, man. Like it's just like a hey, he's the he's the young Harrison. You go get him when you need a young Harrison Ford. You know, like do that. Uh, cast him. I'm sure he would. Because of his history with Harrison Ford, he'd probably have Harrison Ford's blessing as well, right? So, you know what? Like, why not? Why not go that direction? And it would fit age-wise with how old he is and stuff to kind of uh, fit with the timeline that's rumored to be with this game, like potentially shortly after Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, as well. 
So if that, that was the have place, they confirmed confirmed no, that, that or did that I come? I think it was okay. uh, on Fun Pop. Nate Dog in our chat was bringing okay. up the fact that the original teaser had like dates yeah. and stuff on it. Okay. Okay. All right. And like Fair on enough. the map, it had like dates and stuff on it, and those dates coincided with like after, like shortly after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That would be freaking awesome if yeah. they're going into that in between. And remember um, what was behind yes. Todd's shelf. Right. It was the Ark of the Covenant. Right, correct. Right, so maybe like he wanted. Didn't he to, also have the golden idol. Then he have the. I idol don't remember. Too. Maybe he did. He had the idol. From Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no that not was from, from Temple Raiders. Of Doom. Yeah, no. from Raiders. Bro, that was from Raiders. Yeah, that was yeah, 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 yeah. what he stole. What he yeah. stole from the. Uh, yep, yeah. correct. That's right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so who knows? I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm really curious because Mean Shin Games is kind of known more as a first person developer, yes. and even before that, their track record at from the founders from Starbreeze. The games I made before that, you know, with uh, Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay, uh, The Darkness, and those kind of games, first all first person, right? Yep. So, like, how will they do in this? Like, I don't necessarily want to play first person Indiana Jones game, but nope. at, at the end of the day, like, could they do it and pull it off in an interesting way? They did it with Riddick. It was really cool, right? So yeah, uh, the original guys. I'm gonna say it wasn't Machine Games. It was, it was some of the pe- same people, right? So, um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, but I, I, I kind of have a feeling, and I, I want to pitch this to you of what I think the game is, right? Okay, shoot. I think the game is going to be like a typical esque, like set piece, story based, cinematic game. You're probably gonna have some. QTE type things and scenarios where the the camera and perspective shifts and and stuff like okay. because Harrison or not Harrison Indiana Jones is always <laughs> like trying to get out of situations right he's always yes. on the run trying to yes. chase his goal and stuff he's always trying to not be detected from people not necessarily stealth but you know he's always got people after him that he's trying to avoid and stuff like so like he's not necessarily the aggressor right he'll shoot if he has right. to right but he's yep. usually in fist fights. He's using mm-hmm. his whip a lot to get around and swing on things and and uh, sometimes to get people to back off away from him or if he needs to, like, whip a snake or whatever. You know, like, all those things. But he's not usually walking around with an AK-47 gunning people down. No. And I don't want that either for Indiana Jones. He's, right? Yeah. No, no, no. He's always getting caught. He's always getting caught in precarious positions. Yes, 100%. Right? What, he's always... He's not the good guy that always gets away. He gets into life-threatening situations where he is actually captured by the bad guys and needs to find a way out. That's what happens to Indy. 100%. Yeah. So I I want them to portray it like the character, you know. Yep. I want to run I, on, I want to run on the tops of a train. Right? Yeah. I think there needs to be a <laughs> lot of set pieces. And we talked about this we talked about this and I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is that was my thought too is that it it's not going to be Wolfenstein where you're gunning everybody down and picking up health yeah. packs and all that kind of stuff. It's not going to be Splinter Cell per se where you are in full stealth mode. It is going to be big set pieces and I think that they are going to bring some of the puzzle solving because that is also a big part of Indy. He is always trying to find clues to, you know, find the arc or whatever the case may be to find the stones, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's always about him finding the next clue that leads him to that next mm-hmm. act, that next part. 
But the big set pieces, I definitely think are part of this, along with the puzzles that are going to lead you to the next section. And I think that that is going to be a major part of this. And like you said, he will fight when he has to fight. And I think we're going to see the full repertoire of his abilities. I think there's going to be moments where you are going to be able to use your gun. I think, but I think your whip, your fists, I think all of that is going to be involved. Um, And I, you know, when you said QTEs, I don't, necessarily like ETs, but if they are used in a limited fashion in certain scenarios, it is fine. But I do think that machine games is creative enough that they can do this. And that's why I've said from the beginning, I would like to see, first of all, if there's an option to do both first person and third person throughout the game, great. But if you can't do that and you got to do some first person, then I think there's going to be a mix. And I think there's going to be certain set pieces where you are in third person uh, versus the first person mode. And I think that they're going to switch between those two, depending on where you are at in the game. And obviously the, the exact, you know, whatever they're trying to portray in that moment, the atmosphere, the story itself, I think will determine whether or not you're in third person or first person. Uh, But like you said, I have the utmost faith in machine games uh, to pull it off if they do decide to do any part of the game in first person. So I think that they will, their their track record, and again, that goes back to what I said, and I'm glad you brought up Starbreeze. This team's core, there is still a lot of core there that are extremely experienced. And however long they've been working Mm -hmm. on this game, whether it's six years or whether it is, you know, three, four years, I'm 100% believe that they could pull off whatever they are trying to do with Indiana Jones. I, they, if they're ready this year, they're ready this year. And I saw Fonz jump in here. Shout out to Fonz. Yeah, uh, I'll Fonz, be, shout I'll out, be shout right out. back. Too, bro. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can keep talking. Um, shout out to Fonz. Uh, Fonz, great to hear that you're going to have Hargeet join you, by the way, on Sundays. That's awesome. Um, but Fonz said, who cares about them if they show it off now and get everybody hyped for 2025? I'm cool with the two funds. Uh, we're just kind of going with the smoke right now that everybody's kind of talking about. They've heard that it's going to be 2024, but if it, this is an early 2025 game, more power to machine games. I'm happy to see it here because I just want to know what they've been working on. Nostalgia for Indiana Jones is huge with me. And I want to know how they're going to pull this off. I want to see it in action. I will be hyped whether it's this year or next year. I will be hyped 100%. Um, Again, shout out to everybody in the chat tonight, joining us, over 200 people watching us. Appreciate you uh, 100% being here. Uh, all love and respect to all of you. Uh, while Mav's away, the next game I want to jump into, and Mav obviously will come back, and I'll get his thoughts on this too. Obviously, the other game here that was a little bit of a surprise to me, uh, Avowed, uh, being shown off this early. I, again, I was kind of expecting this for the showcase, but how they described this the team at Obsidian will share the first deep dive into gameplay experience fans can expect in Avowed, their upcoming fantasy action RPG set in the fantastical, vibrant living lands. Learn more about how Obsidian's ex- uh, expertise in building worlds with deep themes, dynamic gameplay, and thoughtful reactivity come to life in Avowed, where players will have agency to make choices to shape every step of their adventure. I love Obsidian. You guys have been listening to me for any amount of time. You know that Obsidian is up there with Bethesda, etc. I think Obsidian under Xbox is going to make their mark and they are going to be considered one of the best studios out there. I have zero doubt in Obsidian's talent, especially when it comes to world building, especially when it comes to character development, especially when it comes to making the adventure uh, memorable from start to finish. 
I had the utmost faith in them. When I saw the gameplay for Avowed, again, I said that a lot of people out there in the community were like, oh, that doesn't excite me at all. What are they doing? This, does, this doesn't look like a current-gen game. They came out afterwards and said that was early footage, that they still had a lot to do on it. Um, I believe that we're going to see a much better representation of Avowed for those of you that maybe had that experience, that maybe your hype came down a little bit off of that showing. I think they're going to represent the experience in this direct from how they're talking. I, again, I can't be any more stoked to see about yeah. about is a game that I want to play again. Give me that obsidian version of Skyrim, even if it is a smaller sample yeah. size, than a Bethesda full know, Sky, uh, yeah. maybe a, a obsidian version of oblivion, right? Correct. That's Correct. how, I, that's that's what how I'm, I'm looking at yeah. it. Like in it's yeah, man, I'm so excited. All you have to do is look at New Vegas, right? Compared yeah. to Fallout. That's yep. that's what I think. I love it. I love this. I again I I will I would like to see Obsidian at some point do a full-fledged sandbox, big mm -hmm. giant open world. I want to see that at some point. But if they're just gonna give me another one in that line that they've already given me with your New Vegas and with your outer worlds and all that kind of stuff, I am totally down with it. And again, I can't wait to see what they do with the pillars of eternity universe mm -hmm. and how this all works out. I can't wait because again, the lore in the pillars of eternity is immense. It is huge. It is deep. Pillars of eternity already has a fleshed out story to it in as far as the whole world goes. I want to see whether where they take it in avowed and I want to see how they pull this off. And that descriptor that Xbox, the wire uh, post gave about what they're going to show us in avowed man i'm hyped to see on next mm -hmm. thursday map what are you thinking about about here Mav? yeah i'm super pumped like uh, we we're talking before like it, it was my uh, most excited for first party game from xbox for this year uh personally mm -hmm. just because i love that style of game right like um especially the fan fantasy at and when i saw it when other people were like got put off by what they saw i was like oh man this looks right up my fucking alley dude like, i love the color you know, I yep. loved how clean it was. It was so clean and the colors were popping. I could just imagine using the spells and everything and having mm -hmm. the color pop on the screen and all that stuff uh, while you're on this huge fantasy adventure, man. And it, it looked like Weird. it looked like because Oblivion was a little different than Skyrim and the fact that Oblivion was a little bit more bright. Yes. Right. It's a little bit more of that brighter fantasy side, right? And mm -hmm. Skyrim took it more dark, gritty, gray. You know what I mean? And like this kind of gives me that more high fantasy, oblivion feel when I saw Avowed. Now it's a different universe, obviously, because it's the Pillars universe. But this is yep. that their opportunity. Like, um, they like Bethesda has Tamriel, right? They have yes. that. You know what I mean? Yes. Obsidian has a chance for this is their chance to have this be their Tamriel. Like it grow pillars into this 100%. universe that where they really have a, a bigger a budget of a, a bigger game. It's not gonna necessarily be like a Starfield scope thing, right? No, but like no, it's not. a bigger budget thing to, than they've had before, right? And and right. a real chance to really unleash their creative freedom with this without a lot of concerns that they've had in the past, you know? So I'm super excited for it. And looking forward, 
you know, we kind of think of Bethesda as this like multi-tiered RPG studio that has like, okay, well, they have Fallout, they have uh, Starfield, and they have Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, right? Yep. And then now you really look at it, Oblivion will have Outer Worlds, which is like, is there space? Obsidian, RPG. Uh, sorry, you did. You Obsidian. did what I do. Yeah, all the time. I know. Yeah. Man, Obsidian <laughs> will have their space yeah. RPG. Then they'll have yep. their fantasy RPG as well. Correct. And then they have their right. other projects that they do. So, like, yes. I'm really looking forward to see like the, the Obsidian just completely stick to their role and uh, keep doing what they're doing. And just, I, I'm I'm super pumped about it, man. Because I, 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 I think this is their time to shine. It really is. Yes. Their history yes. before, right, had a lot of untapped potential, right? They were um, used as a sequel studio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, originally with uh, Bio- Bioware did Neverwinter Nights. Obsidian did Neverwinter Nights too, right? Correct. You, you had um, Bethesda did Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Obsidian did Fallout New Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Obsidian gets mm-hmm. their break. New IP, their own RPG, spy RPG, original idea, published by Sega. It's gonna be Alpha Protocol. I was so excited for that game. It was, and I, I actually liked the game. Not Kotor in there. Oh yeah, also Kotor, another sequel <laughs> they did for Bioware. Like Bioware did Kotor, Obsidian yep. did Kotor too, right? And they excelled in many ways. Those sequels were beloved even beyond some of the originals. Yeah, work to yep. some, and then some people didn't like them. Some people, like, yeah, but, some know, people it, didn't. It is what it is, right? I, but I, the, I, the fact that they were even in the same conversation shows how yeah. good Obsidian was. I, I think Fallout New Vegas, especially out of those, like was kind of like the, yes. uh, even if it didn't review as high as Fallout 3 did, no. like right. if people talk today about what their favorite Fallout was, a lot of people will There's say Fallout New Vegas, you know? Correct. So like you really look at what they were, Right, quick turnaround sequel studio is kind of what I had used to think of a city in, but they they always did great work, right? And then they Alpha got the, then they got their chance to do their own thing with Alpha Protocol, right? And Please, Sega, sell back the IP, please. Yes, yeah, so Sega has IP, and the but the the game please. they ha- had to put it out before it was ready. They didn't yep. have a huge, they didn't have a very big budget on it. All these different Ooh. things, but had so much potential. It's still a cult classic though, because of the ideas and everything they had. It was like I'm a spy. Mass Effect. It was cool yes. as hell, dude. Yes. And I really want them to have that opportunity to keep doing stuff yes. with that. But then so af- then you see them, okay, well, they do like things like uh Pillars and they had um Tyranny, I think was another one they did uh on PC is another RPG. Um and then they had uh, uh Outer Worlds came out. I was like, oh, Obsidian, make another statement. Hey, they're here. Look who we, look who they are. They're, they're still make big, great RPGs, right? Um, then they get acquired, right? Yep. They get acquired, and now here we are, them able to take pillars to another level with this grand universe. And I'm super pumped about it. And uh, I want them to I want them to super succeed with with this game. I uh, really I really do because this is the biggest opportunity they've ever had. And they're bringing exactly when I read and you kind of away when I was going through this map, the big thing for me with obsidian is the ability and the ability to make choices and have consequences to your entire storyline 
is something that Obsidian excels at. Yeah. And they made the point in the Xbox Wire post to point that out, that you are going to be making choices that shape your entire adventure in Avowed. Yes and more yes, please. Uh, that is, I can't wait to see how that that transforms your own personal playthrough where again we get again bethesda does it a different way their sandbox allows for people to play how they want to play actually role play how they want to play so does obsidian but obsidian because it's a much more focused generally speaking their games are much more focused a lot of times because you are so heavily in the story you feel the impact of those choices a lot more it, because you're moment to moment making choices and decisions and that, that have actual consequences to the game that you're playing. I can't wait to see what they do with it within the pillars um, world. And for those of you that don't know the pillars world at all, you never played pillars of eternity. You wouldn't know this, but the world is full of different biomes. And just because of what we saw in the showcase, maybe didn't give you the vibe that you were looking for. They have a billion different biomes to go explore within pillars and you could be one minute traversing you know some rocky mountainside that's pretty barren or whatever the case may be and have blander colors to it but then next thing you know you could find yourself in a deep cave with neon colors lighting up everywhere and all sorts of craziness they are going to have the chance to give you the wide gambit uh when it comes to that experience and i think that that they're going to lean into that as well uh Luis jose is always reading my mind by the way Shout out to Lewis. Um, Lewis came in with a question for me real quick in the chat. And this was something I was just going to mention as part of this. Why I want Avowed. He says, question for Pong. If Avowed does well and with the success of Baldur's Gate 3, do you think there is a potential for a Pillars of Eternity 3? Lewis Jose, you're reading my mind, sir. You always do this. Yes, I was going to mention this. I want Avowed to succeed even more so because Josh Sawyer has already been publicly publicly clamoring for xbox for phil to open up the bank account a little bit and let him go back to pillars of eternity after the or pillar uh yeah pillars uh after the success of Baldur's gate 3 if you get you don't have again Baldur's gate 3 is an anomaly in a lot of ways because of how much money that game got resources wise and time wise to make it what it is. But with the success of Baldur's Gate three, both Mav and I talked about this. There opens up an opportunity. And we specifically said this at the time, Mav for games like pillars to get another go and to have maybe a little bit big, bigger budget, a little bit bigger team on them because a lot of higher-ups are going to look at the success of Baldur's Gate 3 and ego-wise or just out of their own vision say, we can do something like that. And because Baldur's Gate 3 said that if you make it and you make it great, despite it being turn-based, despite it being a classic-style CRPG, if you make it great, people who even said they weren't into CRPGs will come and they will play the game and buy the game. Yes, I think, Luis Jose, there is a chance that Josh and his team get it a go at Pillars again with a little bit of bigger budget, a little bit more to it, and I think we really see what they can do because Pillars is a great two games. Both of them are great from what I've played so far out of both of them. Again, classic CRPGs, and I also think, and I've said this, in Exile and their success, they're going to be able to go back to Wasteland again. And maybe Phil gives them a little bit more budget. 
down the road as well to go back to wasteland as another classic crpg uh any thoughts on that uh Mav? i know we've talked about in the past but uh we're yeah. both in agreement with i i yeah. would love to see them get a huge budget for a new pillars yeah. i just absolutely yes. would and um i think it's very possible um i i've noticed josh sawyer's talking a lot of on uh twitter lately about our crpg mechanics and stuff He's talking about uh, dice rolls and Dungeons and Dragons and like yep. the, what people Spread like and butter. what they don't like and yep. all that kind of stuff. So like maybe that's in his mind a lot right now for some reason, you know. So and it, we, I I have a feeling, Pong, that maybe there was already a new Pillars greenlit. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yes. maybe it didn't get the budget that he had wanted. Right, and when the Baldur's Gate three, new everybody was praising it. Maybe that's why he had made that tweet about like mm-hmm. the people thinking that people these games are going to because it was kind of like almost like a little bit of a salty tweet. Like, um, don't expect these games like this to be getting huge budgets, right? Like, maybe, but potentially, maybe Bald- the success of Baldur's Gate three could have potentially expanded the budget, right? Or or maybe like fast tracked the development of this as well like who who knows yeah um but they also have in exile right <laughs> who also has another amazing uh crpg type game with yep. wasteland uh right. which the last one they was really good um but they uh are also doing clockwork revolution which is uh, i i and feel like like in exile and obsidian man there's like just like the same in a lot of ways you know what i mean but like uh, yes. I yes, I really hope that they get that and they get to, to do this pillars. And I, and I have a feeling and this is not based on any information or knowledge or anything. It's just a it's just a gut feeling that there is going to be a new one, that it's greenlit and it'll be Josh Sawyer's game. And um, it will be bigger and better than the the past ones, potentially. Right. But I, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, maybe that's where that original tweet came from, like. You're building out the world yeah. with Avowed now. Yeah. You're building out the world. You're expanding the fan base, hopefully, uh, right? If Avowed hits, you're expanding the fan base of that world, of the lore in the world, because, again, Pillars was very niche. Um, but, again, when you talk about Obsidian and Exile, the thing that we've constantly said from the get-go, Mav, yes, for me personally, Bethesda's number one, but Obsidian and Exile both don't sleep on those teams with the budgets underneath Xbox because world building, character development, story, atmosphere, they have yeah. it in spades on both of those teams. They both know how to do this RPG thing. They just never used to have the budgets to go big. Mm-hmm. Obsidian had a little bit more, right? Because they did all that work for other people. They did the sequels, they did all that kind of stuff. You know, brought out the outer worlds, that kind of stuff. In Exile is now experiencing it for the first time with Clockwork Revolution, a brand new IP set up in new world, first person RPG with time travel mechanics. Yes, and yes, and yes. You guys know how hyped I am for Clockwork Revolution. If I knew that was coming out this year, that might even be a little bit ahead of Avowed in terms of my, my anticipation, just because I want to know what Exile, In Exile can do with this type of budget and first time. But again, 
the creative force that these two teams, these two dev teams bring on top of having a Bethesda underneath the umbrella on top of all the other studios, you're talking about some of the best RPG creators and world creators in the industry underneath one umbrella. The future is bright. And if Avowed can hit, if Clockwork Revolution can hit, that means those teams are set up even further as far as Phil already has confidence in them. But now it's like, hey, Go do what you're going to do. Make it bigger. Make it better. Get out there and make what you want to make. And I think it opens up possibilities that neither one of these teams might have seen as independent studios before. And I, I think that's what we're going to start getting from these two. It's yeah. going to be crazy, man. Uh, Such did, a good run. I, I don't know if this release date was already known before, but we just got it. If it wasn't, we just got a release date for Unicorn Overlord. We did. Wait, I thought we already had this. Didn't they I don't say know if that they in, already. I don't know if we already yes, knew. But yes, it because it was. It, March, yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a new I'm trailer. Sure because I looked up. Oh, there's a new trailer? Yeah. Oh, God. The 40, 40, oh, 45 Vanilla minutes Wear. ago on Atlas's uh, YouTube channel. Oh, Vanillaware. Another must-buy in the first half of this year for me. Oh, my God. Unicorn Overlord, go watch it. Love Vanillaware. Love Vanillaware. Atlas is going to have another banger on their hands with Vanillaware game. My God, it's going to be so good. Um, Yeah. So anything else you want to say about the direct at all, Mav? Hellblade 2, again, we've seen a lot of it. I saw yeah. some people in the chat earlier saying the same thing. Why so serious was like, I don't need to see it anymore. Please don't show me anymore. I get it, but I understand why it's here. I, I really am hoping they're going to give us a date on Hellblade 2. And Aura, yeah. again, is something I'm going to play. I know a lot of you aren't going to play it out there. I'm going to play it on the PC when it drops on PC. I'm excited for this. I've Jazz has said a couple things that he's had a chance to play it and says, you know, keep your eye on it if you're into grand strategy. Uh, anything else you want to say about the deal? Uh, I'll say that, you know, Hellblade 2, I reason I'm not really talking much about it because I'm just already seen enough. I'm just ready for the game to come out. And like, I, so therefore I'm least excited to see stuff about it at this. I, I'm more excited to see about the games that I want to learn more about. Right. I already know what Hellblade 2 is. Like, I just, I just want to play the damn game, you know? So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Um, and Aura, I, um, I'm interested in this game for sure. Uh, it's launching first on PC at least, but I hope they um, do say something about a console version at the show because originally it was supposed to be both, I think, and then they changed it to where it's just PC uh, at least first. And then, you know, I, I want Xbox to do both at the same time. Like, but I understand this is also a smaller team, you know, uh, and this is also new IP, all these, all, all these things, right? Um, I, based on the people that have playtested Aura and stuff that have already put some kind of uh, feelings out there, this is like going to be a solid game. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be a solid strategy game. There's a lot of people that have tried it in the, in the alphas and, and stuff like that, the closed testing that they've had uh, that have given really positive feedback on it. Uh, I think it has a chance to be one of the like better like strategy type PC games, uh, but I yep. do want to see it come to console. So I, I hope they mention that at some point. But I will be playing this on PC when it hit, when it hits as well to give it a, to give it a go. Um, and we'll see. Maybe there'll be stuff there that it gets me excited about it. But like other than that, man, I just really am curious if there is going to be some kind of surprise and what that would be like. It could be a new game announcement. Yep. It could be a, tra a trailer on something we haven't heard about in a while with a, with a surprise that it's coming out later this year or next year, right? 
or, or it could be um, like a remaster or collection of some kind. Uh, there's a couple of those in the work. Yeah, it could be a Game Pass <laughs> uh, deal thing. It could be um, a, a third party uh, thing uh, where they like announce like some kind of new partnership thing or anything. There's a million different things they could have as like a different yep. uh, kind of surprise there. But I, I do have a feeling there will be something, right? Yeah. Um, so and I, I whatever mean, that surprise, I have a feeling most more than likely to be something game related, like a. Um, cause that's what the show, this is what these dev directs are about is about games. So like, I think there'd be potentially another game there, but I don't know what it would be or have a clue. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's gonna be another shadow drop. It'd be amazing if it is. I mean, holy shit. I'd love, it would be, I love it to be like, be crazy. Um, but they got so much this year, man. And like this dev direct just kind of puts things into perspective. And, uh, the, the other thing is I am curious, like, with the Indiana Jones, will they say it's a 2024 game or will they not? And that'll tell us even more, right? Because the other three games that are there, like we know that those are supposed to be 2024 games, right? So if that's not, if Indiana Jones isn't, then that lets us know different expectations and not kind of what to expect from the dev directs going forward, right? It's always always potentially going to be a mixed bag. Uh, yep. So we'll see. Um, I yeah. uh, that could be the big surprise. Hey, uh, fucking Indiana Jones coming in April or March. <laughs> That'd be insane, right? It would be. That, it would be would, crazy that if it's that early. Surprise. Yeah, it could be. It could be. We could get the date on that for sure, and like blow everybody out of the water, yeah. right? It de- and depending on what the gameplay looks like, again, maybe we see it and we go, hell yeah, they've been working on this game. Holy shit, this looks polished. We said that about Clockwork mm-hmm. Revolution when we watched it from an exile. That looked a lot further than a 2025 game, right? That looked like it was like well done and they were polishing. Like that's, I think we might be surprised with machine games and what they show. If, um, you, could, before, if you could pick yeah, one ahead. thing to for there be some kind of surprise there, what would you pick? Uh, the Oblivion remake, if it's real. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, again, I, I would be like doing backflips, so I can't. But I would try to do backflips if if they announced the Oblivion remake and I got to see it there as a surprise announcement coming early. Um, otherwise, any of the games that we talked about, right? Even if you know if it's Double Fine and Killian, I'll be excited to see that and try that because that'll be something that I totally forgot had even been in the works. When I went back and watched the old videos from 20, was it? When was it? They showed it off like in 2019, 2018, something like that. Um, I had forgot they were even making that game. So, you know, that would be exciting to me as well. Um, but any of the, the, the games that we know of would be super dope if they came out and surprised us and said either a shadow drop or coming, you know, sometime in 2024 contraband. If contraband showed up as mm-hmm. a fifth game, I would be super excited. You know, shout out to mag who put out an interesting tweet. Mag doesn't put out speculation tweets usually at all. Mag does, you know, he knows some people in the movie side of things. He always talks about that. He doesn't know as much in the gaming side, but he put out a tweet where it sounds like he's seen contraband recently and said it's going to be a wild ride and he kind of can't wait for it um so maybe contraband has it's been silent for a long time it's time to see that too maybe that shows up as a surprise game and launching this summer i would be super dope yeah super happy with that so um before we move off of the direct i don't want to ignore even though most people don't care I again, huge community, and I don't want to ignore that Zenimax Online is going to have a show after the direct 
with the new ESO expansion coming this year. They are already promoting it. Um, again, ESO, one of the most played console MMOs of all time, and it continues to have huge numbers month after month. ZeniMax Online continues to roll with ESO, and they are going to drop the new expansion, some information on the new expansion. Um, so that is going to be a big deal. And uh, I'll just throw this in there. We don't have to talk about it, Mav, because we don't know anything yet. But uh, Diablo, of course, um, they came out today and put out a tweet announcing that they are going to talk about Season 3, Mav. They put out a little teaser and said that uh, they're going to talk about that on January 18th. So, or, excuse me, January 16th. Apologize, I had 18th for, in mind. For which game? Jan for Diablo. Oh, okay. Diablo 4's third yeah. season. They're going to uh, have, uh, they're going to talk about Season 3 on uh, January 16th. And it came out with a teaser that said unimaginable arcane power stirs. And they've got like these gears uh, moving in the background. So um, that is also coming next week as well. So all you Diablo fans, me included, I will be watching that as well. Um, all right, Mav. Where shall we go from here, man? Big conversation about the direct. We are about two and a half hours in at this point already. Let's talk about a game that we couldn't talk about real quick. Both you and I kind of hit each other up in the DMs um, and kind of wanted to touch on this subject. We've touched on this before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a community topic as well and, and hate trains and kind of overblown criticism. As you all know, we'll, we'll come on here and criticize things uh, when necessary, when we feel that there are valid criticisms for sure, whether it's a game, whether it's a company, it doesn't matter. We don't, we're not all, you know, unicorns and sunshine rainbows like speculation town all the time. We, we come on here and criticize plenty, but of course I'm talking about suicide squad kill the justice league. This game has been panned since it was showing <laughs> off. Um, it got blasted so hard that they delayed it to go back to the drawing board. Although we all knew that six month delay wasn't going to be able to yeah. rework the entire game. Mav, you've been critical of it, obviously, from what you saw. Uh, you were critical of it um, from the get-go, saying, obviously, you know, you had some concerns that this wasn't what you wanted from Rocksteady, as many people have pointed out. We wanted more Arkham. We wanted Batman, or at the bare minimum, uh, they should have been the ones making Gotham Knights, right, instead. Um, but we are getting it. It's coming out, and it's coming out in February. And Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League had an alpha test which i was a part of we were under ndna but now the journalists mainstream journalists got a behind the scenes preview of it so a lot of them came out this week and 80 percent or so from what i saw were like don't like this game uh not impressed with this game this is you know there were some people like ty guy who came out today shout out to ty guy travis don't always agree with him but he came out today and said he's against he's he's on the opposite side he you know kind of really liked the game and is, can't wait to see more of it uh but so rocksteady came out and said the nda nda as long as you don't post footage you can talk about uh, what you played in the alpha. So I kind of want to talk about this. Mav, we kind of want to talk about this together about the hate train because this seems like the early game for 2024 that is going to be the one that is cool to hate on no matter what. Again, yeah, don't like what you're seeing. If it's not a game for you, that's fine. Not expecting you to go buy a game you don't think that you're going to like and hate play it. 
like some people played Starfield for 400 hours, hate played it and didn't like it. I'm not expecting you guys to do that. Never will. If it's not a game for you, it's not a game for you. Totally get it. Plenty of those for me. Here's what I'll say. I put out a small tweet today. I played the alpha. The alpha sold me on this game. I was already interested in this game, even as a non-superhero type guy at this point. I enjoyed the hell out of the alpha. All right, I did. I'm a looter shooter guy. Maybe that's part of it. I don't have any attachments per se, strong attachments to groups of superheroes outside of the X-Men. So I don't care what you make the game about as long as it's interesting. I do like Harley. That adds a little bonus. But the fact is, is that me playing the alpha, I played it on PC, obviously. That um, That's where I chose to play. It was on, on PC. This game sold me by the gameplay itself, okay? On top of the story and the writing. The story and the writing, I was smiling. I was chuckling. Um, I wanted to see more about the story. I thought it was interesting. I thought the characters for who they were, even though I don't know most of them, um, were well-written, well-acted. The shooting mechanics were good to great. Almost through the entirety of it, had zero problems. Loved learning how to traverse with the different move sets that they give you. It wasn't intuitive up front, but if you played it for long enough, it became more intuitive as you went along. And I found myself just having a blast. I played mostly as Harley, so she uses um, she uses uh, the uh, swinging mechanic from Batman, obviously, and she uses that with the bat drone uh, that kind of flies overhead and you can kind of swing. But there's abilities to run up walls, you know, so they give you more. Um, tons of verticality. It gets chaotic. Uh, the AI was what you expected from lots of AI being, you know, all the time around, you know, sometimes really dumb, sometimes had its moments where it was challenging for sure. They have this shield mechanic where you want to keep your shields up and you have the ability to counter and pull off moves that actually replenish your shield. You don't start with a lot of health. So keeping your shields uh, replenished is a huge part of it. And I loved what I played. Um, I hinted that maybe this would catch some people off guard steel and i'll probably be streaming this day one together we'll probably do some co-op together um i really got sold on this game i'm looking forward to suicide squad it is day one for me um mav talk about a little bit your criticisms maybe um recover them kind of where you're at now with it but then you can kind of introduce or come into kind of the hate train the coolness yeah. to be hating on this game no matter what you kind of even even as somebody who's been critical of this game and said maybe not day one for you even on this game You've seen a little bit overboard on this, a little bit. Yeah, I. Go ahead. So I, when they this game was announced or, or shown for the first time, right? I was like, oh, right. This isn't really what I wanted from Rocksteady, right? And that's my that was my general overall sentiment. And and it's not because I didn't feel like this is potentially going to be a good fun game, right? It was because I felt like we. I was waiting a long time and for that next gritty, dark, open, atmospheric, like, take from Rocksteady. And, like, it didn't necessarily have to be Batman. Like, I, one of my dream games was, like, a dark, gritty Ninja Turtle game made by, uh, made by Rocksteady in, like, an open world city, like, at, at night and stuff. Like, 
old school style with the, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so I, I wanted whatever rock study made next to have that tone that they're the best in the world at, in my opinion. Right. Uh, they've nailed that gameplay originally that got copied from the rest of the industry. Right. Uh, and these types of games, they were masters at that. And, and when I first saw the game, I'm like, it's not what I wanted, you know, like I, I was ready for the next rock study thing. And this didn't look like a rock study thing. This looked more like a sunset overdrive, a crackdown, you know, like a, one of those kind of like fast moving shootery type games. Now, what I did also say is that I had no doubt that it was probably going to be fun and be a well-made game because it's rock steady, right? And I have no doubt in their ability to make a great game. So I was either day one or maybe see what the reception is from people when the game came out, but that's gone. I don't trust the reception, (laughs) Or I don't trust the reception after I've seen the games media do the typical just slander and talk shit about what they're playing because like I some people don't have the ability to separate their personal feelings when they're playing something right and for, for me it's like I wanted something I'm not getting it I'm disappointed in that right but when I when I play this game, I'm going to play it for what it is. I'm disappointed that I didn't get the, what I wanted from Rocksteady. But this game is still going to exist. And it's probably going to be a well-made game for what it is. Now, am I as excited as I would have been for th- what I wanted? No. Right? But am I going to go into this game and play it with like an open mind? And experience it and see what it's like and hopefully have a great time with it. Absolutely. It doesn't, and it seems like some out there just are incapable of that because it got shit on from the get go, mainly for the same reasons that I, I talked about with my disappointment. But like, if I go that and take my expectations from what I wanted from Rocksteady into when I'm playing this game that's not that then you're always going to be disappointed. And you can't play something and try and experience something that's you know is not that and let it affect your perception of what you're playing, right? And I feel like that's what's happening right now. This became uh, the cool game to shit on a little bit. And I kind of hate to see that as much as critical as I was because I wasn't getting what I wanted, right? Like, I, I still hate to see a potential well-made game that seems like it could be potentially fun, just completely like cast aside and uh, from the industry's game, games media who tends to pick and choose which games to do this with. Right. Yep. To the extent where they, after playing a preview, they're just flat out like saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. So I applaud Rocksteady one thing for opening the embargo to let other people say stuff, right? Because I felt like they had confidence in their own reception from people that had played it to know that there was going to be positive feedback that was put out there. And, and I saw mostly positive stuff today yep. uh, from a lot of people. I saw a couple negative, right? Yeah, 
Um, but I've seen from people that I respect their opinion on the games and stuff. I mostly positive. I respect your opinion on it too. Uh, I remember when you were still were talking about it beforehand when y'all couldn't say anything to the public, but still <laughs> yeah. letting us kind of yeah. know what you what you thought about it behind yeah. the scenes and stuff. And like it's like, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a fun game, right? I, I still wish Rocksteady would have made what something more in line with I wanted because I feel like there's a hole in the industry for that. Sure, right? That they Absolutely. filled perfectly. Um, but that doesn't mean that this game is going to be bad. Right, like I could, I could be disappointed in that, and still have an open mind when I play this later, and potentially have a great time with it. And then in the hopes, maybe eventually, Rocksteady will do what I wanted them to do. Still, right, um, right, eventually, you know, right. Um, yeah. But that's not that didn't happen. You know what I mean? I think right. we all have to get over it. <laughs> at this at this point, it's just not what it, this game is. So let's play this game for what it is and see if it's if it's good. And I, I, media does this all the time. They pick and choose. It's happens Starfield. You know, it happens with random games. And then some games, it's the opposite. They'll they'll like sing its praises when it's got all types of issues, right? Uh, hey, issues be damned, or like game be damned, or whatever. Whatever. You know, we we're we're elevating this one because we want the world to know how special it is to us. And then some games they do the opposite, and it seems like that is kind of the cabal of games media just completely attacking this after actually playing it, right? So I I don't know. Maybe maybe it is going to be that divisive game where a lot of people hate the gameplay, right, and just don't like it at all, right? But like I think maybe some of those people are expecting it to be an Arkham game. You know, like a, a typical Batman Arkham game when they're playing this game that's clearly not that. Right? So I, it's going to be interesting. I I am actually, from everything I've seen and heard recently, and actually from the alpha, and when they had the a footage that was shown where they actually had the story elements shown, that actually got me more interested because the story looks really good. Right? So I, I had decided I was probably going to be day one on this game now. Um especially after some of the other comments from people. But like, I, I just don't like seeing the hate train stuff, man. Like, um, especially from big games media that have this much influence and power on things. This game's not even like ready yet. It's not like, it's about to come out. Uh, when's it, like next month or like uh, March? February. Yeah. yeah February. So like, it's close to release, but like it's in preview, like close thing that people got access to or whatever. And like, come out with articles just saying it's bad when it's not even like embargo for reviews and stuff yet. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems that didn't used to happen back in the day. It seems like a disservice to potentially what rock is trying to do, you know, and it, it, it hurts games from even having a chance. Like let them have a fucking chance, you know, like the, the decision can, shouldn't be made if a game is good or bad before, before the masses get a chance to even try it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I mean, interesting. I, I, I don't fucking know, man. It's like, I, I was yeah. critical of it too, you know, right, 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 but right. like, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like shit on the game until it releases like, and throw fits and stuff for, and try and sabotage the game. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I hate no, that. There's just, fucking there's game media, way- man. It just bugs me. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's ways to go about it, right, man? There's ways to go about it. You can still be critical. And I don't, again, I'm not going to sit here and say you have to like something or that you absolutely yeah. can't. But again, all these people played it. The thing is, man, that sometimes, well, a lot of times nowadays, right? Like you said, like we've talked about, like you just mentioned too, was the fact that people nowadays review games, a lot of games or, or, or some games based upon what they hoped it would be versus what it is. Right. And I saw a lot, a lot of the reviews and comments that I saw. Sure. There's valid criticisms in there. People, certain people aren't going to like the gunplay. Certain people aren't going to like the traversal. Like again, Destin pointed out that Flash's special move was too fast for him to even react to. And he thought that was ridiculous. Fine. Those, those are valid criticism. You can have those criticisms. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But I saw a lot of people that mentioned time and time again, like you, Mav, that just wanted Rocksteady to make a different game. And they wound up giving us this game. And there's already people going into this game with that thought on their mind, like, oh, I don't really want to be playing this. I wish I was playing another Rocksteady yeah, game. They can't, Rocksteady they can't game. let that affect their perception of this game now. <laughs> right. That's the difference, right? right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, right. I don't know. Like, it, you didn't get know. what you it, wanted, so you have to move on. Like, at the end of the day, maybe right. we'll get it eventually, but this is a different right. game, you know? Right. Like, exactly. And if it's a game, again, if it's a game you're not excited to play, then just say you're just not excited to play this game and it's not a game for you. But when you are the mainstream media, you generally will play or watch things that maybe not be up your alley. Yeah. And you've got to pull yourself back because you're not writing for yourself. You're writing for your audience. And there's going to be people in your audience who are looking forward to this game. So you want to present a balanced, objective type viewpoint. But when the comments are, oh, I wish I, oh, this is not what we wanted from Rocksteady. Oh, look at the UI. Like, I just feel like there's too much editorial, and I've said this time and time again. We don't get neutral reporting anymore. Yeah. We get just flat out. I'm writing this for me. Yeah, it's read all, me. Objectivity like, it, is gone. It, right, it's it's completely gone. But but again, I'm not telling anybody they have to like this game. I'm not telling you you have to go buy it and play it. I'm not one of those people either. Like that say, oh, you can't criticize until you play it. Bullshit. If you've been playing games, that's the other thing I hate. Yeah. If you've been playing games for a long time and you've played a ton of different games, you can look at a game and have general opinions about certain aspects of that game because you have a general knowledge of what that game's going to be like just from looking at it. There are criticisms that you can level at a game before playing it. Okay, that's absolutely the case. If you hate busy UIs and you look at the UI, although I saw some people posting some screenshots where I was like, uh, you have like three layers of UI on top of each other. That doesn't always pop up at all times. Anyways, it doesn't matter. If you have a problem with busy UI and you looked at the UI and you said, yeah, that I don't like that. That's fine. Again, for me, I rarely ever notice UI UI doesn't really bother me at all. But for, if you are one of those people that does great, that's a fair criticism for yourself. But again, Nowadays, there is an effect of trains, whether it's a hype train or whether it's a hate train. Mm -hmm. And those trains can roll in a direction. And like you said, Mav, when the media comes out and kind of makes makes a game either their darling or makes it their, you know, their enemy, a lot of people in social media that are sheep, a lot of people who a lot of just 
That's, they want to be part of the can't think for themselves. Yes, too. they can't think for themselves. They just hop on and they don't even give any, it a chance or they hop on and go overboard, you know, and, and they never even play it. And they're talking about it being the goat of all time. Like they, they happens both ways nowadays with social media. It, it, it is one of those things that I do hate. And I think that obviously in this case, I think, think there are valid criticisms i think there are people who honestly played it and just didn't like the gameplay that's fine um i don't have a problem with yeah. you at all but i do think there's a lot of jumping on of the train right now to say that suicide squad is going to be the flop of the year they're cool to love something no or cool to it. hate something yeah know. and what i'm going to say is from what i play in the alpha if the alpha is represent representation of what we get uh it's february 2nd by the way the release date it's early february if it is representative of what we're going to get there, that game is polished as well. It has Rocksteady's polish all over mm -hmm. it. So that's the other good aspect that I want to point out here because, again, we get games now that are a lot of times broken, and I won't know until I play the full game. Obviously, a million different things can break in a game. We won't know if it is as polished as what I experienced in Alpha, but the Alpha was pretty damn polished. Um, so... You're going to get that rock star, you know, rock steady quality. I just hope some people can maybe overlook it or try it, even if it, you know, eventually goes on sale and you try it down the road. Don't dismiss this game totally. If you find anything interesting in here, even if you're just a rock steady fan and say, oh, I love rock steady, but this is not the game I wanted. I hope you will eventually try this game because the rock steady DNA is there. It might be presented differently. It might not have the same Arkham dance, as I like to call it, that Batman had when it comes to fighting. But the mechanics that they implemented with uh, different aspects of this game, as far as the gunplay goes, the melee goes, uh, the different moves I told you about that you get in there, that is all that is Rocksteady. And you can feel that Rocksteady DNA in it. But I'm looking forward to this game. Um, obviously, like I said, Steel and I will probably be streaming it at some point um, coming down the road here. Um, and I think you guys probably should check out some, if you're not buying it day one and you're going to sit back and wait and kind of let things settle down. Great. Watch some streamers, yeah. watch some video and, and, and see if you're liking what you're seeing, not just what the media is presenting right now or the screenshots that are people are pointing out about this crazy UI that it does not necessarily look like yeah. that while you're playing the game. So anyways, yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, yeah. I think I pretty much made the decision. I'm going to get it when yeah. it comes out okay. like, at this point. Okay. So it's like, I uh, might all be together. Yeah, co-op. Co yeah, play co-op and have some have some fun. You know, like yeah, that's that's it, the main it, thing, Mav. Yeah. It is fun. It is right. fun. Which like, is, like that, if you remember <laughs> back to what I said originally a long time ago, yes. right? Like I had no doubt that this game is probably going to be a fun, well-made, great game. And like, can I enjoy that knowing that it's not? what I wanted rock study to make. Right. Yes, I can because it's a different game. Like that, the not getting what we wanted is a thing that's in the past. It's in the past. It's in the past. Now it's like that, that happened maybe in the future that, or, and I'm not saying everybody wanted that, but like, I think a lot no. of people did, you know, like, yeah. um, yes. the future, maybe we'll get something like that. Maybe they'll go back to their roots and stuff, you know, but like at the end of the day, it's a game, and we'll have to judge it on its own merits, right? Correct. And um, do I love fun co-op shooters playing with my buddies, especially based on superheroes? 
Hell yep. yeah, I do. So <laughs> right. I'm going to go into it and and have fun with that. And you know, it is what it is. And if, if the game sucks ass, I'll make sure to tell everybody that, hey, this yeah. game sucks ass, right? But right. Uh, I haven't, like, I just, based on what I've seen, based on Rocksteady's talent, based on what I saw from the story mm-hmm. stuff, based on what you guys have told me and, and what I've seen some other people posting today, do I think this game is actually going to be a poorly made bad game? No. But mm-hmm. I just think it's probably going to be a game that isn't going to be for everybody. Right. Right? Like, right. And, and that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean it's bad. That's most games. That's yeah, most exactly. Games. It's every fucking <laughs> game. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, and that's okay. I, I think like maybe like a game like uh, an Arkham had more like universal appeal. Of course, it's Batman. Right? Fuck. Of yeah. course. So <laughs> I, th- I think that's part of part of this, you know. But like, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I'm I I have I am now fucking rooting for this game to <laughs> over, to overcome the hate train, right? Even though I was part of the hate train early on. <laughs> Right with not yeah. getting what I wanted from Rock Studies yeah. announcement, right. you know, like, right. like I am now seeing the games media dogpiling on it. Like, I just yeah. can't believe it's that bad. You know, I can't, right. I can't believe it's that that bad. Like, I am now rooting for this fucking game to fail. Be a, no, I'm rooting for this game to be a huge fucking success. Right. right. So that way, the games media uh, can learn a lesson. Like, I, I want there to be a game when this happens. Right. When they yeah. when they're when this hate train goes to where they start talking about how bad a preview is and stuff like that, like all these big games media and stuff. I, I want there to be a game where they're it seems like they're intentionally trying to sabotage, right? Mm. And and their their click and all these, you know, San Francisco cabal people that are all hanging out and all these games media sites, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden decide among themselves that they all hate this fucking game and make sure we all write articles about how we hate hate it. Like I, I want there to be a game that comes out that is such a huge fucking success it makes them all look like idiots, right? I really do. And it, will it be this one? Maybe, maybe not. But eventually it will happen. Eventually, the hate train will slap these motherfuckers across the face and they're going to look like idiots, right? So right. Uh, we'll see what the game is. Maybe it'll be this one. Maybe it'll be a different one. But I'm yeah. I'm rooting for it. Fuck those guys. Yeah, and I, I think the game I, I think the game does have potential, even for the people who are on the hate train. Yeah. If they do watch some people streaming it, and it does come out as polished as I think it will, because again, we do know that you know obviously if if Rocksteady had their choice, as much as they want to say this was their choice, we think that WB had a hand in pushing. I them they said that night. during that like yeah. big showcase yeah. thing. I honestly feel like that like. Yeah, based on the history of the development cycles with these things too, like yep. I mean, come on, like this was, I think, in, influenced. Maybe they decided what they wanted to make within that, but I, I feel like sure. the design of it was probably influenced them. But does that still mean it's going to be bad? It didn't necessarily work out no. for uh, Crystal Dynamics and the Avengers game, but even with all the hate that that got, and I, I criticized yeah. it too and stuff, but it was still way better it than p- people yeah, give it. Fun give it credit for adventures absolutely i had a lot of fun playing that game even with the issues that it had right so like you can still have a lot of fun with something and it not necessarily be everything you wanted it to be and uh correct and i and i think rocksteady as a team put they're all into this game they're not half-heartedly together so 
I, that's why it's, it's been in development for a very long time. Correct. I think they're, I think again, that what I played in the alpha was very polished. It's got rock steady DNA. I think that they put their heart into it, even if it wasn't fully their choice to do it, or maybe the, you know, the monetization aspects of it wasn't their choice, whatever it was. I still think that they got their reputation online and let's be real. WB isn't in the best spot right now. Um, thank God for Hogwarts. It's done a lot for them, but I don't want to see anything happen to Rocksteady either. I yeah. like you said, Mab, I, even though I'm not a bat, I don't have an attachment to Batman per se. And I, I played the Arkham games, but fell off of them. Eventually. I don't want Rocksteady to lose staff or cut down size or have suicide squad be, you know, a, a breaking point where WB looks at Rocksteady and says, okay, well, we really can't green light another big Batman mm -hmm. game for you guys. Now, I don't want that to happen at all due to the hate train. I, I want to, like you said, I'm not, not in any way, shape or form ever going to root for a game to fail from anybody. I just, yeah. I just want to see people give it a chance if they find something interesting. Don't believe the hate train. If you are on the fence or if you're one of those people that's, oh, I like this, but I'm hearing all these people say, oh, this is not the game we wanted. Oh, look at it. It's so shitty. Oh, look at the UI. If you're one of those people, don't listen to that. Play what you want to play. And if you find something interesting by watching other people do go through this game, then go get this damn game and try it out for yourself. Because like I said, I'm never going to tell you to go buy a game you don't want to play. Fuck that. But I'm just saying, if you're on the fence, don't listen to the hate train per se and give it a shot yeah. or watch people play it and decide for yourself. That's what it's always about. It, this kind of so. reminds me a little bit of like Midnight Suns, you know? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Like Midnight Suns had their badass trailer reveal. We're all, what mm -hmm. the fuck is this going to be amazing? You know, then we saw, oh, it's a card-based thing, and we were like, oh, man, that's like, you know, that's kind of how I felt when I saw Suicide Squad for the first time, like, oh. Yeah. And then the talk started, right? Expected, right? Yeah. The talk started from the ma the media, like, mm -hmm. oh, we want another XCOM game. Yes. Why, why are we getting this? Right. And then, right. but then we started to see more and more stuff from the game closer to when it came out, and we're like, oh, wow, this actually looks really cool. Like, uh they're doing something different. You know, this is actually interesting. And then when Midnight Suns came out, we fucking loved it. It's an amazing game. It's a great game. Uh, yes, and it, it didn't it didn't do as well as it should have. No. Right? No. And that game, no. I everybody, if you like <laughs> RPGs even, like there's a lot of RPG elements in there. There's <laughs> there tactics. Uh, it's almost like there's a mix. Date, there's dating. There's relationships. Yeah, there's like so much stuff in the end. Midnight Suns, that is just like crazy and amazing. The story is great. I yes. love the way that they did the combat stuff and the, like it's just like so many yeah. great things about Midnight Suns. It had every right to be a crown jewel for for Axis mm. and 2K. Like that, even the fact that that game exists is amazing yeah. to me. Right, and it costs for Axis. Right? Yeah. And it did. People left. Yeah. Yeah. It cost for the, the creative director, all, yep. all this stuff. You know, like, and it's, and it's a shame, but like, as much yeah. as Lord Cognito and Iron Lord has been trying to sell <laughs> this game, and we've talked about it several times, you know, like, I hate to see a game that's well made and that, and that yeah. kind of a special game not succeed because it wasn't necessarily what we all expected or wanted in the first place. Right. Correct. Absolutely. And this has a lot of parallels to that, right? Mm -hmm. I would have loved if it we got an XCOM fucking Marvel game. Yeah, 100%.
this wasn't that, but it turned out to be pretty damn special. But it, it never, never got the full chance that it deserved. Nope. You know, but more so. people are discovering it, and it's gonna be one of those games that lives on and people talk about still down the road. Um, it's just unfortunate that up front, you know, it it didn't it missed. It didn't hit the way that it wanted to. And I hope Suicide Squad. We already know that Suicide Squad probably isn't gonna hit how WB wants it just because of the hate train and because mm-hmm. of the people's criticisms right now. I'm just hoping down the road. Yeah, it's such a hard thing to overcome, man. It is, once it that is, bro. once the negative sentiment gets yep. put out there, yep. like it's so Stacked hard to you. change like that because it becomes cool to hate it and it becomes not cool to like it or talk about it and then it's just like starfield you make a post talking about how much you love starfield you get like 10 comments like what the fuck is wrong with you man you know it's like yep. what, what do you mean i love the game you know like <laughs> anytime if i say i think starfield's a masterpiece like it's you're delusional you're crazy you know like, Happened, bro. what do you think what do you mean it should have been nominated for musical score like come on like oh my god bro. there's so, so many comments when people travis when you just talk positive about something that is yep the hate train is in full force for oh man you're a target if you say something positive about it and like overcoming that for some of these games is just absolutely ridiculous um and i think games media has a responsibility not to it not is. really do this you know but you know it's unless you're cdpr cd project red then you're masters at overcoming it yeah. because that was the exact scenario for cyberpunk when it came yeah, out the funny thing was right so before it came out though yes before uh, it was the most hyped game of all yeah, time and, and, and there was no negative articles about cyberpunk at all uh okay. and even yeah. when the reviews came out right there because was everybody a, played on pc right, right? and then the yes. game came out and then it was like and then it became everything right the punching bag yeah <laughs> again rightfully so in a lot of ways right. and again we gave it we we criticized upper management it was all upper management's yeah. fault though but then it became cool to hate cyberpunk but then it became there was no way you could also like as a bad game when it was like right yeah on on xbox yes. one or ps4 maybe it was a bad game yes. you know what i mean like not, but not on the other systems yeah. but then it, the old chair mafia started and then it just became a it just rolled and then it was anytime you posted something positive about cyberpunk oh there's no way there's no way you're liking that game just look how terrible it is again on the old systems yes 1000 percent. but on series x ps5 it wasn't again was there bugs yes big open world game I come to expect it. I overlooked them. It was good. The story. Again, I talked about the story, about the character development, about how the open world felt. It was alive. And people still try to claim that you were lying, that you like cyberpunk. And now look at them because CD Projekt Red are the masters of turnaround. And now they're they're winning awards. Jedi Survivor came out this year. And no disrespect to Respawn. I I love Respawn. And I love the games Mm -hmm. that they make. But like that game ran like utter shit on all platforms. Correct. It ran like utter dog shit on all platforms. It didn't even look good as uh, Fallen Order did in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And like, fixed it eventually. Media darling. Media yep. was even told about the issues and that they would be fixed. Yeah, they gave, all gave it a pass and sang his praises while other games just get yep. shit on it. It's, it's a chicken. Pick and choose, man. It's like what's cool to love, and I think sometimes it comes down to like rooting for certain things. And I don't know what causes the games media to root for certain things or to choose not to. 
like to decide that this doesn't belong, right? He was a fanboy too. Again, Insomniac yeah. leaks perfect point of you know Insomniac leaks showed who really is fanboys and who picks and chooses what news to cover and how to review games. And again, anybody who tries to claim yeah. again, there's no bias. It's all been proven time and time again. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts was another one that showed a lot of people's true colors. Again, we we can present this time and time again, Mav. The facts are is that the mainstream media is a bunch of human beings. They now have been given carte blanche to write editorials and opinion pieces versus being neutral newscasters. That's a cross for all news in general. And so they just do it. They just write for themselves. They don't write for their audience or they only think about one side, which happens to be the side that agrees with them. That's what they're going to write for. Screw everybody else. We'll just write it the way we want to write it. And there's no objectivity whatsoever, period. That's the way it is. So that's why I just don't listen to that shit anymore. So, um, wow. Good conversation there, Mav. Good conversation. Um, I've only got smaller stuff for the moment. Is there anything you really want to touch on? I mean, we had the Nintendo switch Two release date possibly leaked today. Uh, yeah, but. But yeah, also, it was like they, they said it was like all, just a guess at, at all of all places. Game Shark right. <laughs> is coming back with AI Shark, and they had made an announcement saying that they were going to launch to coincide with the Switch 2 release in September of 2024. And of course, it blew up, mm-hmm. right? News articles picked up on it, everybody picked up on it and said. September 2024, news to us. Okay, Game Shark is releasing the date now. Uh, well, they were asked about it. Jason Schreier and others reached mm-hmm. out to Game Shark. Is this a moment of whoops? Yeah. Uh, because that what they said was, oh, oh we were just, just guessing. guessing. Yeah. It was just a guess. It was just a guess. I thought that Switch 2, if you go back to our prediction segment that we did here on PM to PM for 2024, I had predicted that Switch 2 would launch in the springtime because they've yeah. done that before. Nintendo has done that before. But does September 2024 make a lot of sense? Yes. Of course it does. Especially if it's a good time of year. Games ready for that. Games time. ready? Yeah. 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 I think so. They would be more yeah, likely to launch it when they have the games ready to launch it with. Yes. Right. Yes. And so Absolutely. that may be why it would be later instead of sooner. There's been a lot of leaks on specs recently and stuff, so um, people kind of know what it what it is. It seems like um, maybe some disappointing specs for some as well. Uh, yes, yes. But we'll we'll see. I just want it to look decent on a big screen and uh, have a little bit better UI, and I want it to have back compat. If it has those things, I'll be happy. Yep. So will I. Yeah, so because the games are great. Yep. You know, it's I don't have an issue with the quality of the games themselves. I just have a quality how they look on a big screen TV. <laughs> oh. You know, exactly, exactly. So no, I mean, I, I yeah. Whatever so, Nintendo does will be big, anyways. Yeah. I just hope that they do give me again. They have my attention for the first time in decades. Give plus they just announced today that coming to their online service, Mav. Golden Sun one and two are yeah I just saw that yo yo again I stole the Game Boy Advance from my kiddo to go play Golden Sun Golden Sun is freaking amazing RPG anyways I just they have my attention but there are 
Exactly what you just said, Mav, are basically the same points for me. Since I have no interest in Mario and I have no interest in Zelda, I have interest in some of the other franchises like Fire Emblem and Xenogears and those kind of games. I need them to have those features to get me to buy on board, even if it isn't the biggest upgrade like we were thinking. If it is more in line with just a lot, just a little bit more powerful than the PS4, the original, and they're just kind of upgrading that. That's fine with me as long as it has the features that you just said, Matt. Then right. I will think about getting one for the games that I do want to play, the few franchises I do miss out that I do care about. Uh, Bayonetta, another one I would love to play Bayonetta 3. So, But it's got to look good on the big screen, and it's got to have backwards compatibility, 1,000%. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have a question. Did uh, Well, you played it on PC. Yeah. Did you hear, was this last beta from Suicide Squad, was it on console as well? I think it was, right? Yes, it was. You could choose. There, I haven't heard any. I was there reports on frame rates or anything? No. Nope, because nobody could talk about it, so I don't know. And I don't I know if anybody's any, mentioned that now at all. I yet. haven't seen it at all. Uh, I'm just curious maybe if it's running 60, because you know Gotham Knights didn't, right? I, I, I assume that Suicide Squad probably will. Um, I don't know. Is it tethered or I not? Did. Well, they, the reason I'm saying that is because it released the PC specs today. Yes, they did. Correct. Yes. And on a Intel i7 9700K, yes. AMD Ryzen or AMD Ryzen 7 5800X, uh, with a GPU of a RTX 2060 or a 5700 XT, 16 gigabytes of RAM. Yep. Uh, it's 60 frames 1080. at 1080. 1080. Yep. Uh, There's hope. There's storage hope. It says SSD required across the board. Correct. Interesting. Um, yep. But based on this, like, and I don't know, like, I'm not a techie guy, so I don't know where the seat, am I. You know on, a, on a Series X or like a PS5, I don't know where the this how the CPU compares to the CPU that's listed here. I know the GPU, you're probably pretty good there, right? Yep. Uh, close. Yep. But the CPU, I don't. I. Can somebody in the chat tell me if the CPU on an Xbox Series X or PS5 is in line with the i7-9700K or a Ryzen 7-5800X? I, I have I would, no idea. I would hope that they have a performance mode, even if it means the resolution's obviously got to come down. Yeah. They say because the CPU the, is usually the bottleneck, right? Because, because the gameplay compared to Gotham Knights is much more frantic, frenetic, right. chaotic. There's a lot going on in the screen at the same time, but it is fast paced compared to Gotham Knights. Like, so I would hope they have a performance mode because 60 frames is going to make a difference here for console players, one thousand percent. So, I mean, obviously, we saw how I I played Gotham Knights on the console. It like again, I'm okay with 30 frames, but that 30 frames was pretty damn ugly. I'm not I'm not even going to lie. It's pretty choppy compared to like Starfield 30 frames. So there is a difference, but I just think this game I don't know if it will, but I would hope Rocksteady's got a performance mode for 60 frames on console cuz it's going to need it. This yeah. It's way yeah. too fast-paced. Way too fast-paced. Uh well, um, I'm just curious, you know, cuz yep. anyway, Chad Jasper's in there or not. Yeah, yeah, Jasper's there. Uh, he says yeah. that like Xbox is more like a Ryzen thirty six hundred. Like, so the CPUs are is better on those specs on the for the PC yes. than the CPU on the consoles. So, 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, I know they usually say the CPU or, or the other games. I think they usually blame it on the CPU, right? So, yep. Um, we'll have, we'll have to see. I guess I'm curious. Anybody out there that knows uh, that has played it on console, did you play it at sixty or thirty? They have a sixty available. Yeah. Um. Um, Dicato asked if there was crossplay. Um, yes, there is crossplay. So, um, between supposedly Rocksteady has confirmed that you will be able to play with PS5 players if you're on Xbox and PC players as well. So they will have crossplay across the board. Yeah. So that's going to be my next big decision is where do I buy it at? And obviously the 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 frames things is going to matter. Um. For this one for me for sure so if they don't have a 60 frames on console i'm definitely going pc if they have 60 frames on console i'm gonna have to make a decision yeah so, i wish these games were fucking cross by at this point yeah like i mean come yes. on like industry that's the like, best part about xbox again the part us, of their ecosystem that people downplay but cross by is freaking fantastic just let us buy like if you buy a movie you can watch whatever the fuck you want you know what i mean you right. buy music you can listen to whatever you want but if i buy a game i want to be able to play it wherever the fuck i want I'm just, just saying. Like if it's play, if, if you make it playable on devices, let me buy it once and play wherever, please. Get with the times. I understand you make more money stuff. the other way, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the problem. Have the almighty dollar. That's that's a whole lot of money given up yeah. if you make it that way across the board. So um, X- Xbox does. Yeah, Xbox does, and they're the it's biggest not... company in the world. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They like money too. Uh, Come on. They do, but they have more ability to I offer know. things like that, which is great. Again, another bonus that people don't point out enough. So, um, man, what'd you think about this? I don't know if you saw this. Insider Gaming also broke some news today that they found out that there's three more Sega classics in the works on Ooh, top of the ones that, that we just got shown. Yeah. So, um, I'll just read this. It's a short article. It's been a month since Sega announced its new era, new energy reveal at the Game Awards with games including fan favorites such as Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi being announced to be making their return. Both of these games were re- re- rumored before the TGA announcement, so Sega went one further than just announcing a couple of games. The publisher announced five games that were in development, plus even more unnamed games thanks to its and more end card in the trailer. Genuinely, genuinely felt like the publisher was shifting its strategy and to some was genuinely one of the more exciting announcements from the event. Absolutely. We all agreed. Uh, but what about that and more end card? Well, insider gaming understands that around 10 Sega classics were greenlit for production between 2020 and 2021. The greenlit games uh, include the already announced five that we got at the game awards, jet set radio, Shinobi, golden max streets of rage and crazy taxi. So far, we've been able to pinpoint three of the five other games that were greenlit from the period, and it's believed that more games have also been greenlit since. Speaking to sources, it's understood that Panzer Dragoon, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and Sakura Taizen, I wish Steel was here to do that, uh, will all have new games and are all in their early stages of development too. So, Mav, obviously Panzer Dragoon is going to be the big one that people's yeah. ears pop up on, but obviously Neon Genesis Evangelion, 
great, fantastic, awesome. Sakura Tizen is the one I didn't look up. I was wondering what this one was. But, Mav, the fact that Sega seemingly has got a whole lot more in the works with this new new uh what is it new era new energy kind of pretty dope man if they're actually doing this if they're if they're going all out and they're going to bring back their classics that people have been clamoring for for a long time oh that's right that i was that was that it yeah what are your thoughts on it man real quick uh honestly it, like not three that i <laughs> would have went for I'm not really familiar with the Neon Genesis one. Um, I'm trying to look it up to see if I can remember it. Yeah, Sakura Tizen is uh, part of Sakura Wars, which is a big Eastern title. Sakura Wars has been around for a while, so that's pretty damn cool. I yeah. know what that one is. Um, yep. I want Virtual Fighter Five. Um, yep. I wouldn't even mind like a rebirth of like uh, Virtua Cop or something like that too. That'd be pretty cool. And then maybe like uh, Sega Rally. You know, or I don't know. I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite or Altered Beast, fucking great. Um, Skies of Arcadia would be my number one. Skies of Arcadia has got to be like there. that's For just sure. like, but uh, there's, there's several. Sure. I I'm I know a lot of people like love Panzer Dragoon. I was never like a huge Panzer Dragoon fan, you know, or whatever. Like I, I like Panzer Dragoon. I played a little bit of it, but like uh, I just didn't really get super into it. Um. So overall, like cool three other ones. I'm sure that they have their fan bases and people are gonna love it. I don't even know what Neon Genesis Evangelion is. Like I don't recognize it. Well, first of all, it's one of the greatest animes of all time. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't big into anime back then or anything like that. So, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's it's huge. I mean, again, I'll, I'll admit that. Sakura Wars and Neon is more Eastern, but there are plenty in the West who know both of those that would play it. And obviously Panzer Dragoon, it was massive back in the day. It's it's still one of the most valuable uh, Panzer Dragoon on um, Sega Saturn. I thought one that was the one where you there. like flew around as a, uh, as a dragon. It, and does. Shot other it is, but they had the RPG, but they had the RPG. I don't remember right? which was the RPG on Saturn. I didn't have a Saturn. Yes, that's why you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> okay but yes uh panzer dragoon as a franchise depending on how they bring it back is will be massive no matter what people will flock to it again i just love the fact that they're doing it i love the fact that sega has taken this role now and said guess what we've looked at it and we agree that we should bring back the classics much like you know again even if they're not going to do the capcom level the fact that they're going to bring back any type of remake or remaster to these games they're going to see success. They're going to have ma they're going to be people that are going to be buying the hell out of these games. So I I I'm all for this. I think yeah. this is freaking fantastic. So Sweet. um yeah, yeah. All about this. This is cool and Sakura Wars is another big one too. Even if you guys haven't experienced it, great RPG. Um was it like a it's a narrative narrative heavy um RPG more in line with like I mean, again, everybody loves to say Persona, but not the school kids necessarily part per se, but more narrative heavy, like a lot of talking. It looks and like Persona -ish, almost. Correct. Yes. Yes. Like I said, it's just it, it's it's freaking good, though. So um, haven't played a lot of them uh, because, again, a lot of them. I, I don't know if every single one came to the West. Even there was a couple that oh, I think are only East. 
but it is pretty damn cool. Yeah, um, like so a Lindley's little robot mech things flying. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just excited for Sega at this point. I, I just I'm so happy that they're doing this. Also, this week too, Mav, they um they uh separated themselves from uh Sammy Holdings a little bit more too. Yeah, they keep, it's that. like every couple of years you get one of these things where like we're restructured and stuff restructuring for easy acquisition so this week sega salmon holdings have announced the organizational restructuring the japanese giant will split its its amusement and toys business from its consumer business uh the video game side and merge them into a new subsidiary called named sega fave so this again indicates more and more that sega will be easier let's put it that way to acquire Mm-hmm. Uh, down the road, whether even if it, they're true right now, because they had uh, appointed also this week, Mav, a new COO, somebody, uh, Shuji Utsumi, is now president, COO, and CEO of Sega America and Europe. He helped launch the PlayStation in the US, the Dreamcast with Sega. And was involved in the creation of Kingdom Hearts at Disney Interactive, as well as Q Entertainment. Dude's been around, knows the Western market. Sega's making power moves here. This is yeah. this is good stuff. They look like they are trying to get this resurgence going, or possibly, obviously, lining up for a possible acquisition, making themselves very attractive uh, down the road. Just saying, it's been in the smoke for a long time. Maybe Sega becomes next Capcom and is untouchable. Um, doesn't need to be acquired, but maybe they are looking, or maybe you know Xbox behind the scenes is you know got the card already in play. We'll see. Uh, but very interesting stuff from Sega this week for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, be a great fit, especially with all the bring back all those old IPs. <laughs> it'd be, yep, it'd be it would insane to see. Um, yeah, but we'll 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 see what happens. Uh, we do have some super chats before we get out of here, Pong. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, Alvin earlier hit us with a $2 super chat and says, I pre-ordered Suicide Squad yesterday. Like what I'm seeing. Right on, bro. I I would pre-order it. I just don't pre-order anything anymore. And until sometimes like a couple days before it comes out, if I'm really excited just to get it installed on the on the uh, hard drive or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's cool that you got it and hope you enjoy it. Um, Raiden Blade with a two pounds says, Panzer Dragoon Saga was the greatest RPG ever. Yes. Absolutely. I missed out on this, man. If they're bringing it back, I will have to play it. I always heard people say Panzer Dragoon was great and stuff, but like I just knew the, saw the Flying Dragon win and stuff, and I was like, oh, uh, I'm not really into that as much. You know, it was cool. I, I played some of it, of it at one point. I don't remember where, but um yeah lewis jose yeah the uh arcade division of sega was the first restructure that they did a couple years ago when they separated the arcade division yeah that was when people because they closed down all the arcades um what last year i think when they closed it down like early last year whatever it was but they had already separated the arcade division yeah yep interesting um raiden blade follow that up with another two pound super chat says remake panzer dragoon saga one and then sequel greatest Mm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe that's what they'll do. Uh, oh. Raiden Blade with a two pound again says Xbox has already bought Sega <laughs> or made them second party. 
I think I mean their relationship is strong. Their relationship right? is so damn strong, bro. That, so, again, that that deal that everybody said was no big deal, it was a big deal. Yeah, I remember hearing on so many podcasts how little of a deal that was, <laughs> and we're like, and then what happened? You got all these games come to get day one Game Pass like that a few months up. later, and then Atlas, all that stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was a bigger deal than a lot of people yeah, try yeah, to make it out to be. Lore Master Jasper, this does call call into question again Mav's claim that he was a big JRPG fan because I didn't own a fucking Saturn come on Mav not knowing about one of the best anime and one of the best JRPGs (laughs) I'm I'm still crying about the fact that we haven't gotten the Final Fantasy Tactics remake announcement that was part of the NVIDIA leaks yes sir again did you play Tactics Ogre yet though I I haven't finished it, but I, I still play okay. it occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because um, tactics. I have I have it on PS5, and I. So. It's so damn good, bro. I'm just hoping that Tactics Ogre comes to Xbox through the new Square yeah. Enix partnership, and then when they announce the final uh, the Fantasy Tactics remake, mass uh, that that we get that automatic day one mm-hmm. on Xbox with this new relationship. So. Ah, JD Gamer with the dollar ninety nine says Panzer Dragoon Sega baby. I need a sequel and part two. Hey, way Sega's rolling right now. Again, I want Skies of Arcadia as well. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I can yeah. name off for Sega. Just sell back Alpha Protocol Sega to Obsidian, please, and let's let's go. Let let let's go. Let go of that IP. You have no use for it in your return. You got a great partnership with Xbox. Let Obsidian go back to work. They made a tweet. How many years ago, Mav, when we reposted that tweet <laughs> uh, where Obsidian said they, they would love to go back yeah. to Alpha Protocol? Oh, God. Can you imagine them with the resources now, Mav? I know. Spy RPG. You know how good that would be? We still don't have one. There's been nothing like Alpha Protocol. Yeah. Nothing. It's such a great idea. It's such a cool such a game. It was. Janky as shit because yeah. Sega cut off the funding and the time, but yep. God damn Obsidian now, what they could do with it. Yeah. That would be that could be Xbox's next huge IP. Could be, bro. Yeah. Could be. Get it. Oh man. They even God. delisted it from Steam and stuff like, like a while back. I know. Like, I know. That's why I own the physical copy on 360. I got the strategy guide. I was replaying it at one point. It's still it's still so damn good. It's so yeah. I just can't imagine now. Like how how much they could do with it. Oh man, so good. Um. Anyway, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, uh, Psycho did post. Shout out to Psycho Nuts too, brother. Thank you. Uh, he did post uh, the uh, article that had the updated trademarks that Sega went through after their uh, new era, new energy announcement. Um. So these obviously could be part of that group as well, Alex. And I think we talked about this before, but just as a quick reminder, these were also trademarked by Sega, Alex Kid. Afterburner, House of the Dead, oh, Outrun. Yeah, Afterburner would be so dope nowadays, bro. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. House of the Dead, Outrun, Super Monkey Ball, Altered Beast, Champions Kid, and Chameleon. Kid Chameleon. Oh, no, it should be cha- uh, Eternal cha- It should be Eternal Champions. This is bad yeah. formatting here. And Eternal Champions, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I posted a tweet about that. Eternal Champions, one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Uh, and then K- Kid Chameleon. So, yeah, definitely. Um, bring back eternal champions, please. Um, all right, Mav. Just a cool three hours and twenty minutes, bro. It was a short, yeah, short news week. You know, short again, show. This is what yeah. we do. Short show. Yeah, sure. Just a little three hour show for us. No big deal. <laughs> oh, we should we should touch on this too. Prince of Persia, Lost Crown, getting massive reviews 
early game of the year contender for a small game. And again, you guys remember the hate train started on this when they first showed it. Remember Mav? Yeah. They picked the, they picked awful music for the trailer. Again, it didn't match the game, but there was a more undertone of hate of, Oh, this isn't the Prince of Persia. I wanted. What is this? Mm -hmm. That was early on last year. I think, right. It was really early last year. Then they came back with a second showing and then the hate kind of, topped off but there was still some people saying it's not the prince of persia i want well guess what prince of persia is now out people are loving it reviews are at like an 86 or an 87 right now uh grub came out today man i don't know if you saw his tweet grub came out today he's a huge platformer metroidvania yeah. guy right mm-hmm. he came out and said today if this game had launched yet last year mm-hmm. this would already be third in his game of the year Wow. He said this could be better than Metroidvania Dread or uh, Met- Metroid God, Dread. Metroid Dread. It could be better than Metroid Dread when it's all said and done. That's how people are describing Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. The demo is out. So if you want to try it, I think I'm going to download the demo. I will try the demo. It's a little too much platforming for me. Not big on Metroidvanias and platformers, but people are absolutely loving this early game of the year contender. Small game. Yeah. Published by Ubisoft. Yo, Mav, are you going to play it? Oh, I know yeah. you're talking about maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. no, I, I I have the Ubisoft Plus thing right now. So. Oh, yeah, you do. That's right. Yeah. I forgot you were. Yeah, when I subscribe to that, I'll probably be playing the it. The thing too. is, like, this is one that I feel like I would also like to play on my Switch. Mm. It's a game that yeah. I think would fit well on that thing. And I've been looking for games that I want to play on it. So I might end up getting it on the Switch and just playing it on the Ubisoft plus thing on my Xbox too. Like that'd be two different playthroughs, like on a Metroidvania. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, man, cross progression. Come on guys. Get with the times. I want it. I want it cross everything these days. But yeah, I, uh, definitely going to play this. I, I actually like Metroidvania games a lot. Yes. Um, one of my favorites of all time was shadow complex. I loved mm. that on the three. I did like that game. I played a lot. God, it was yes. so good, man. It's made by chair. Yeah. Published by mm-hmm. Epic, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I liked the original uh, Metroids back in the day on the mm-hmm. uh, on the Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo. Yep. I think Super Metroid is probably my favorite. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this 100. percent um, Y'all looking for a little uh, sleeper Metroidvania type game that came out early in the Xbox One generation and it, it holds up. It's a really good game. Strider. It, it it was cheap then. I don't know how much it is now. It's Strider, fucking awesome. Uh, came out early Xbox One generation. Did they give that through gold at one point? I think they they did. might have. I'm not I sure. I have. That's it. really I think good. I actually own it. I like I like Dead Cells. It's not really. That's more of a rogue like, but it's a platform. I love a lot of the same style with the combat and stuff, and some yep. similar mechanics and stuff there. Like, uh, I, I like games like that, man. I like the 2D like. Uh, action kind of games and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to giving it a go. I, it looks like it's well made. Uh, I'm happy to see positive reviews. People are saying secrets galore too, Mav. Secrets galore. Like yeah, secret areas like that old Metroid, what you're talking about, right on NES, yeah. where you found tons of secret areas. 
different stuff that you can do platforming puzzles, which again, when you say that to me, I'm like, no, thanks. I don't yeah. want to do that anymore. But again, for the people who love it, supposedly this game is just polished as all get out Xbox 120 frames as well. Why so serious? Good call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to get it and play it and have a blast with it. I'm sure. Well, I was excited for this the second I saw it on screen when it was so did, yeah. I, even when I saw it, even if I thought it wasn't for me, I still said yeah. this looks damn cool. I don't know what everybody's starting to hate on. Yeah. This looks damn cool, man. Uh, again, music choice aside for that first trailer, which was not good, but I thought the action looked fantastic in it and it looked like it was running really well. I love the animation. The animation style is beautiful mm-hmm. in this game, too. I've watched uh, some more clips from people today. Just looks fantastic. So, yeah, if you guys are looking for an early game of the year contender. Uh, and you like platformers, you like Metroidvanias, please go get Prince of Persia, The Lost it's, Crown, or get Ubisoft Plus and try it out. It's it official great. release date is the 18th, I think. Is it? I, I thought think. it was out already. No, the oh. demo's out. Oh, the demo's the only thing out. Okay, so yeah. go try the demo and then uh, see if it's for you and then go play. I thought it was out altogether today. My bad. So the, the, this month we have, uh, yeah, we have Prince of Persia, and then we have, uh, I think the Tekken 8, uh, it comes out at the very end of the month for the Yes, the, it does. Okay. It does. It does. But uh, that's going to be big too. Yep. Tekken eight's going to be huge. We're going to be talking <laughs> what, about what that. January, I know you're day man. one. Plus, with the oh, death, bro. Right? We're starting twenty twenty four, bro. We're starting out hot. We said it. We called it, Mav. This year's got potential that people, a lot of people, are sleeping on. Again, just because there's not the huge games like we had last year, like Starfield and Zelda and Spider Man. Um, just because that. It's not the mainliners like that we, you know, that we, when we look at a year like this, this year overall content wise could rival last year. And I think we're going to look back at this year and go, holy shit, Dragon's Dogma 2, by the way, the more video clips they put out, I can't get enough of seeing that game. And now that IGN, yes, I know, unfortunately, IGN still has the access. This is something I've talked about. It's bullshit. But anyways, they got the first look on Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah, I went and looked at it because I want to see more on Dragon's Dogma 2. Man, this game going to be special. Mm-hmm. Capcom's got another huge hit on their hands. Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to open no, a lot no of people's eyes. Slow down, no slow time in no. 2024. Yeah. No, 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 no. And you no, got Suicide no. Squad. So, yeah, um, we got Suicide Squad. We're going to be playing uh, 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 Relink 2, by the way, on PC. Me and Steel are going to be playing Relink on um, PC. Game after game this year. Yeah, Helldivers two. We're gonna Helldivers go. Yep, yeah. Helldivers um, two. We're gonna be co-oping that the hell out of that game too. Yeah. Um, Sir X Man with the two dollars says Condemned three, please. Yeah, uh, Condemned was fucking awesome. Um, for sure. Steel brought it up in the chat. So yes, everybody that was looking and excited for Pal World, it got announced this week as well, coming to Game Pass for Steel. That they only did it for Steel. Steel is all over Pal World, so if you are looking for a co-op partner, up to 32 players on a server, you can play Pal World with Steel because he will definitely be playing it. He's been looking for a Pokemon with guns forever, so he is going to be all over Pal World. He's already trying to convince me to download it, but Pal World is coming out to Game Pass, and a lot of people are excited for it. Another game dropping out of here. Absolutely. I'm going to use T-Bag at you. <laughs> tea bag at you. That's good, tea bag at you. Yeah. Dad, dad jokes tonight. We got Let's them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> serious right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, get everybody uh, out of here. Bro. Yeah. Let's get everybody out of here, bro. Um, so awesome episode. PM and the PM. Glad to be back. Excited to be back after last week not having a show. Episode 99. 
next week, episode 100, and we will be covering what we saw in the Dev Direct. Obviously, Mav will have already talked about it. He'll be live co-streaming it um, with uh, part of the FunSpec fam and whoever else shows up, I'm sure. So he will already have talked about it. I will unfortunately be at work. I'm going to obviously try to sneak a peek and watch it, maybe a long bathroom, extended bathroom break because my tummy's not feeling well to watch the dev direct, but we will have all of our thoughts next week on episode 100, the PM and the PM, but it was great to be back. Thank you all for joining us. Over 200 people were here at one time. Love you all. Happy 2024. I hope it's all started great for you, every single one of you. Um, but uh, Mav, what do we got coming up this week? Get the full slate this week. No skips. Yeah, we're in. No skips, we're rolling. bro. Also, I'll be all hanging right. out with C-Money and Doodle on their show tomorrow. Uh, so, Congratulations. Um, look forward to that. And then uh, Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night. Um, looking forward to having some more fun discussions with the fam. God, it's going to be psycho not just bragging the whole entire show yeah. about how he called Indiana Jones. We're going to have to listen to him talk about how the clockwork elves and Triplandia told him about it and how we need to listen to him yeah. more. Uh, get ready for that, everybody. Taking him seriously. Psychonauts ego is going to be through the roof tomorrow night. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, FSPs on Monday, Tuesdays, fun pop. Uh, yeah. Um, and Fun show today, Pong. Yeah, and next week, the dev we'll have the dev direct co stream. Uh, live, we'll go a like half an hour early before the co stream, and then uh, before the uh, show, do the co stream, and then uh, Pong and I will have PM and the PM next uh, Thursday night, probably at seven PM Eastern time, and then yeah, it'll be our one hundredth episode of PM in the PM. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I uh, hope you all can make it next week because it's going to be a hell of a show following the Dev Direct. They have our hundredth episode, is. so lots, awesome, a lot of it, lots of stuff to celebrate, bro. Um, Pong, what about you? What you yes, got going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Poison Maniac, you weren't here for the beginning of the show when we did name callouts. I told everybody about Three Bits video, but yes, everybody, if you didn't know, Three Bit dropped his Console War second video fully animated partially done because he didn't take the time to finish it but he dropped it anyway so go check out three bits amazing creative work on the console war it's always hilarious to be real it's i just crack up at it all the time so go check out three bits video uh but yeah uh like mav said just uh, awesome show tomorrow night i will be joining obviously the ultimate crew can't wait to hear the fam talk psychonauts is already saying in the chat yes he's going to be talking himself up so i'm gonna have to pr prepare myself for that onslaught of psychonauts ego but it's gonna be a great time you know we're gonna laugh a lot and you know we're gonna talk a lot of good talk can't wait to hear everybody's perspectives on some of the stuff this week happening and then of course saturday morning living split screen full swing 2024 me and steel rain 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time split screen is all one word live raw and uncut three plus hours actually steel and i agreed we're just gonna go four plus hours now unless something crazy happens and one of us has got something to do buckle up get ready for that set your alarms now uh, because Steele and I are going to have a lot to talk about Saturday. And then, of course, Saturday night, back at it over at the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel, one of the best hosts in the business. Been doing it for a long time. He has Fuzzy Belvedere. He has myself. And I don't 
remember if we said guests yet this week, but we usually have guests or two or three drop through the shop podcast, no matter who's there, because it's the best way to end your Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, PTK Blam's channel, the shop podcast. Next week, it starts all over again. Tuesdays, Xbox Factor, Double Barrel Gaming, Mr. Boomstick. Always an amazing show every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Always support that man. He's one of the best out there just a great human being who supports a lot of people in this community and of course my brother from another steel rain is now on panel over there so you got to check that out every tuesday and then back here god willing for thursday night episode 100 where we will be covering the direct as we've already mentioned a bunch of times it's going to be a fun pm to pm i will have been cooped up at work all day unable to talk about what i saw can't wait to get on here with mav and go over it all with you next week on thursday Anyways, you guys know where to find me, Xbox and X, formerly known as Twitter, Pong Soul. It's on both. And then, of course, it's the golden age of gaming, people. It really is. Buckle up. We are just starting 2024. We got an early game of the year contender out the gate. We got games dropping left and right. We got a direct, a showcase already coming up. Get out there. Have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Play what you love. Love what you play. And I'll talk to you all real real soon. Mav, get us out of here, brother. Peace out, everyone. Have a great night. Laters.